Here we are with Stars Without Number Revised, Black Star, Season 1, Episode 6. The finale, listeners. Here we are at the end of Season 1. Uh, it is February 2018. I am Devin, the, the guy who runs the games. And to my left, we have X playing Y. Nicole playing cartographer Hickson. And PDF's guy is Kalis. Maybe by the next season you'll get that down, Devin. I know, right? <laughs> I just don't want to say GM anymore. I'm tired of it. <laughs> it bores me. <laughs> oh, Dungeon Master. <clears throat> Dungeon Master, Master, Game Master, Space Master, uh, Referee. Storyteller. Storyteller. Uh, Master what? of Ceremonies. Master of Ceremonies, Hollyhock Goddess. What? That's for Chubos. Or <laughs> Novillis. No, I think it's for Chubos. <laughs> it's fine. I just don't care. I'm the guy who's running the game. I'm not... There's this whole rant we could have about how the GM is not any more important than the other players of the game, and it's a communal thing. But we don't need to. It's fine. I'm basically another player. It's not important. It's a good way to run games, by the way. People who want to run games, run it so that the, the guy running the game, the GM, is it doesn't have any more authority than anyone else at the table. I mean, that's an off-topic for another time. Something like the best sessions we had was just us rounding with each other and the GM was sitting in the corner going, yeah. Some of, yep, some of the best games ever are just when we were all, when you guys were just role-playing off each other and I was there as an NPC, not as an authority, just someone who's providing context. Yeah. Either you or Kevin, because in the living years we also yeah, had Kevin's some like that too. Kevin learned from the best. <laughs> and also from you. <laughs> Solid burn. Solid burn, Peter. All right, gang. So you are on a planet, a fantasy world planet, with necromancers and bandits and and predators and xenomorphs. Monochromicum. Uh, yes, you guys are basically ripping off the video game series Star Ocean, but you probably don't know that because you probably haven't played it. Uh, yeah, there it is. Um, so here we are. What happened last session? We went to this planet with our. Praelatorian babysitters. Uh, they told us. Your praline babysitters. Yes, they told us the locals tried to rob us and we're like, we're wizards, we should leave. And then we're like, oh crap, aliens and predators were here before. Yeah, the movie Alien vs. Predator occurred in small. Also, you guys vaguely think we're like angels or something? Or maybe demons? But also. Devil sailors. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to pause because there's a fucking thing happening. Alright, we're back, listeners. The <coughs> ambulance or the sirens are gone. So, yes, you guys crash-landed on a fantasy world planet uh, after... Af after... Oh my god, yeah, so much stuff happened before that. That was like... The, so the... we went to Firma first, everybody got rich, and they retired, except for us, because we're the PCs. <laughs> they went to Bellator. So we're old sh stomping ground. We were super shitty about the captain retiring, too. Oh my god, right? <laughs> Huh. So yeah, we rented out the ship for 100,000 credits, went to Bellator, decided to shop around some <laughs> spaceship, and then we got some caveats in the contract that told us, hey, go to this unexplored planet that you have the star charts for, explore it, come back, and then maybe we'll give you the spaceship that you paid for, 2 million credits, basically. Yeah, they'll hop you up through the line. Yeah. So we went to the new part of the sector that we just explored and we ended up in Monochromicon. Almost got shot, shot down. 
Almost. I mean, you got partially shot down. A hole was blown in the ship. Like, about well, 50% shot down. It's a lot of percentage of shot down. Yeah. <laughs> That's why. Now we're... This session, we'll to turn off that shooting gun, at least. Or at least get some things so we don't get shot down. I mean, it's not even you guys, because your ship can cloak itself. You, you want to turn it off for the mandate, and then you can get your payout. Yeah. For the mandate. Oh, for um, the Praetorian Republic. But they're basic, they're a mandate remnant. Yeah, everybody's a mandate remnant. Yeah, all the power players are. Yeah. They didn't have to work their way up from the bottom. They just survived enough to keep their established tech level and then go upward. Yeah. <clears throat> all right, so after dealing uh, with a museum, a history, talking to a leader, um, you're in a city that's clustered around the space elevator. Yep. Uh, that's long since been destroyed and overgrown, so it looks like a, like a big giant superstructure tree that's been covered in foliage. Post apocalypse. Yep. Um, you're going to check that out for information, I think, more thorough information maybe, and then make your way to Mount Sinai, where the uh, where the anti-aircraft guns are. Yeah, go consult the gods. We've got some wars with them. <laughs> okay. So yeah, we are, we come back to I don't know probably a day later. You guys rested up for the night. Yep. So it cuts then to you guys. You are in uh, what? Where did you sleep? Like an inn or a house or something? Something like that. Cut to a fantasy tavern with its you know uh, French architecture, whatever that means. Uh, you know, house. It's very nice. It has. Ceramics and stone built into it, and just wood framing, you know, nice paper doors and stuff. Glass in the windows. Glass in the windows. Awnings, <laughs> you know, oak, that kind of stuff. Things that houses have. <laughs> I mean, doors even, maybe windows. Yeah. The best thing Tio wants to have for it. And, uh, yeah, you know, there's, there's, um, you know, central heating, because they have, like, copper pipes they heat up to heat the house and stuff, and water and plumbing. Uh, you know, they got, like, a restaurant below, a, a cafe. That's nice. Yeah, Mr. Uh, Genocide and Mrs. Crucifix do not stay at the inn. I forgot their names. Uh, one, because Ms. Crucif Mrs. Crucifix weighs a large amount of weight. <laughs> They'll stay on the bottom floor. And two, neither of them have to sleep, so they just hang out and wait. <laughs> wait, over us, watching as we sleep. Oh, they take point. That's nice. They're not being creepy, killer queen style. What they'll probably do is, what well, you guys are resting up because, wait a minute, they're aware you don't have to sleep. Because they know you're an AI. Yeah, well, he's a nap. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So uh, you two hang out. You guard Hickson so he's not, like, burned at the stake for being a witch. <laughs> Mr. Genocide's exact words. <laughs> they go to the space elevator to stake it out for information. <laughs> They'll go have their own adventure. That's nice of them. <laughs> for being a witch. So yeah, morning uh, happens, you know, the cafe's down there, they're brewing fresh roasted coffee, there's tiramasu cake. Purposely saying words horribly. Horribly, not wrong, just horribly. <laughs> tiramasu, croquettes, you know, 
parfaits, all the pastries you want to eat. Panacock, so I'm right yeah, panacock, which is like a Dutch pancake. It's called a panacock. It's not what it's called. You brought it up. Yeah, because well, that's what you keep calling it. <clears throat> so, you guys are awake. What, you're going to have breakfast? You're going to join the nice, happy village people from Belle's Beauty and the Beast? <laughs> They're yeah. so provincial. <laughs> yes, breakfast. Yeah, that's what we do. Some kids are staring at the window, their nose cartilage and grease pressed up against the glass, watching you. Kids are greasy, so like their faces smear across as they run away when you guys look at them. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, tier one glass probably is not that good to begin it's with. It's pretty good. It's, it's nice. It's, ah. rena it's near Renaissance or near Enlightenment era. Ah. There are degrees of TL1. <laughs> This is specifically not shitty medieval world. This is, you know, France slash Venice. It looks nice, listeners. Imagine it looking nice. <laughs> okay. I don't have the words for it looking nice. You know, I should have looked it up. Quaint? No, like scriptive stuff, like awnings or like, you know, light wooden frames and stuff that make things look bigger <coughs> and more delicate. Okay. I just don't have the words for it. So yeah, we do have breakfast. There you go. <laughs> do you, you want to interact with anyone? Do you want to have a scene? You want to, you want to workshop something? Or is it just like, eat, fucking leave? Mm, my character's probably being friendly with people. There we go. I'm a friendly dude. They're all, you know, they're all like, interested in you because you're a, you're a, what was the word, devil sailor. <laughs> That's what we are. They keep asking you guys where your uh, where your boat is, where your craft is, where your. I'm afraid we can't release that information. Otherwise, somebody might steal it. It's possible to steal it from you. They all start taking knives out. This is now an option. <laughs> I was going to say more that uh, otherwise its defenses might go off if someone tries to go near it. <laughs> we don't want you to die. Cause cursed, cursed Italia. Well, really, that's what happened. They'd go near it, and then Monica and what's his name, Fives, would kill them. I mean, we a, golem. a grass man would walk out. <laughs> a golem. Yeah, an actual golem would walk out. <laughs> just start firing ra uh, like ra uh, buzz saws into them, like Metal Man. Uh, he comes from a planet where they settle their disputes with murder, and he survived. That's every planet. <laughs> <laughs> It's like we know what war is, and we know what capital punishment is. Uh. I know what an erection looks like, Michael. Rest of development. Not really. <laughs> it's oh. not like we've watched it 15 times by now. I haven't. You just, I don't know if you get it, Peter. But every time we, we, we watch Rest of Development so often that whenever we're done the Netflix season, we immediately start on episode one again. And we've done it for like four or five years now, daily, to the point where I think we've <coughs> seen it like 70 times. It's ridiculous. And like, we still find new jokes in there. Yeah. It's a lot of self-referential humor. Yeah, we've watched Rest of Development so much that we're still finding new in-jokes. I'm telling you to watch Buster Galactica. I said, no. We don't I want to watch it. it. I just haven't torrented it. That's right, listeners. Sometimes we torrent. 
<sighs> okay. So, uh, yeah, all right, you have a nice time in this provincial cafe. What's up with the sci-fi music? Let me, let me pause, <laughs> listeners. There we go, fantasy music. Not bad. I know it's not bad. Comes from the best Final Fantasy game there is. <gasps> okay. Yeah. Four. I thought, I thought it was actually not going to be a Final Fantasy game. I thought that was going to be the joke. I was like, oh my, oh my god. god. It's like when we talk about Exalt and we're like, we're on the rest, best version of the system. It's like, what? A D&D derivative. And it's like, Jesus Jumbo. fucking Christ. <laughs> that is salty. <sighs> we are salty. It would be even more salty. It's like, we're on the best version of Exalted ever. What? Chubo's wish-granting engine. It's I like, mean, oh my god. I have a hunch that it might not be that bad, actually. Wow. Well, now that I have the physical book, oh my god, it's really nice. Yeah. The future. The one, future, team. One day. We'll do Chubos. Maybe not until Tyler's properly introduced to how we run and stuff. Yeah. It's a fairly heady game. We'll play anime, the game. Uh, anyway, now that we're done shit-talking things we like... <laughs> shit-talking things we like. That is the epitome of us. Right? Christ. Anyway. Um, we had breakfast. We had breakfast. Breakfast occurs. You guys have pancakes and parfaits and coffee and uh, fried tomatoes. Yeah, exactly. Scallop, uh, 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 <laughs> scalp potatoes. Let's make a chief out of it. So, what is your plan? The horrific cybernetic murderers that you guys are hanging out with return little worse for wear in that they have they show signs of uh, exertion on their bodies mm. so did you find anything mr genocide yeah. kind of just walks in after you guys have clearly finished he just kind of lights up a um not a cigarette but he lights up a, a, uh, a death stick <laughs> not a death stick a meth stick <laughs> methamphetamine <laughs> And he just kind of just kind of looks around, leave, and people file out of their own home and coffee <laughs> <healthy> place. <coughs> We're truly the worst. <laughs> I was gonna say bitches leave, but Robocop, no. It's what the dad from Amer uh, from that '70s show says. It's this whole thing. It's what the doctor says. The doctor doesn't pay. No, not Dr. Detroit. Okay, listeners. In Robocop, <laughs> the dad from that 70s show is the villain. He's such a bastard. He's such a great villain. But he walks into this place, says, bitches leave, and anyone who isn't a main character gets off screen before he murders someone in front of everyone. <laughs> anyway, he grabs a seat, turns around, and uh, mounts it Riker style from Next Generation. We, um hit up the space elevator ruins. We were able to get ourselves into the data access and uh, found a layout for the orbital tower. They were synchronized together for cargo going up and down. Great. So we have a vague idea of what we're looking for. Perfect. And you have questions? What do we leave? Did you encounter resistance? Yes. Well, technically. <laughs> we encountered it. Uh, locals? 
Well, anything on this planet's a local. Human or machine? Call me, call me. Mm. Oh, yeah, you're not real. He, like, was, like, gesturing his, uh, his cigarette to you. <coughs> no, you're not real. Let's smoke with death stick. Moves over to you and, like, grabs this, like, he has, like, a, like, a touch pouch. And he's, like, Tetrameth. No, thank you. Your funeral. <laughs> Pulls it out, touches the pack to it to light it. Oh, we good. just watched Altered Carbon and reread the books, listeners. They also read the books. Yeah. I'm so uncultured. <laughs> Peter hasn't seen the books. I haven't seen the books. That's how you read Nicole with sight. I mean, I but haven't seen the books. He hasn't even seen them, Nicole. I mean, he's been in our house. He's looked at that book. No, he hasn't. Probably Not seen once. It. I glossed over it. Yeah. Doesn't mean you haven't seen it. Yeah. Because he had ongoing intuition. He could probably read off every title on that bookshelf. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we, are in, we are in a salty mood today. <laughs> Uh. Yeah, no questions? <coughs> about the mountain? Like, anything you think we should know about the, the mountain? We're going to have to go there. So. Virtual intelligence controller, uh, automated defense systems. A lot of it looks like, from what we can gather from the terminals, it looks like a lot of it's damaged. Mm. Might be running on automated hard systems. Okay. <clears throat> It'd be ideal just to disable them, but if that doesn't work, we can always just destroy the facility. Mm -hmm. You're really good at hacking, so you can probably get around whatever defense has. If not, there's probably some atomics in there we can set off. Mm. Looks to me that there's a last option. It's an option. <laughs> I mean, yeah, probably have to see whether there's any new stuffing going on. Say, so, hey, something to power those giant cannons. Hmm. Alright. So, uh, he basically waits for you to finish whatever you're finishing, and then just kind of gets up. Let's go, I suppose. We're hoofing it? I mean, yes. Alright. It's not like we have any personal vehicles. Yeah, it's true. Getting, getting on Mrs. Uh, what's her name? Crucifix. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Next scene is my outline with the skeleton showing through. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when Nicole's making a new character. <laughs> Mrs. Whatever her name is. Mrs. Crucifix. Built in power armor. <laughs> <coughs> okay. If this was Transformer, she'd be breakdown turned to a Jeep. Alright, you begin walking <gasps> through the cobbled streets out of town. Yeah. Yeah. People watch you as you leave and stuff, and, uh, and there's not like a celebration or anything because you're a bunch of scary, scary strangers. <laughs> we just happened here. Yeah. Mind Melter, a murder guy, then there's the two of them, the cyborgs. Yep. I mean, I haven't murdered anyone here. Yeah, you've done the and least amount also, of to be fair, I haven't melted anyone's mind. <coughs> yeah, but they know that you're a, you're a, you're. Magic. They know I'm psychic. They know you're a witch. 
From space. Yeah. You're the most normal. Yeah. <laughs> they know the horrible secret. I'm popping monoblades and cut my you know space guns. Your your anti gravity gun that rips people apart from the inside. Mm-hmm. Clean seismic rifts. Yeah. So <coughs> you're gonna be walking down a path for a while, like rolling the random encounter table path. Like it's it's a forested. Yeah, it's a forested uh, road that's been made for travel. Um, there's overbrush, uh, the mountains in the distance, and you're just walking. So, how uh, we said it to, you guys can cover like three hexes in a day or something, right? Oh, something else. I do not remember. <coughs> it's, it's an amount of miles in a day, so. <laughs> yeah, it's like a day and a half of walking. That's fine. Which basically you only have to slow down because you get tired. <laughs> Excellent. Put your little cart. Cart you around. I mean, you could. Wheelbarrow. You could, uh, you could give me one of those Hodor backpacks and just carry me. Carry you on a baby carrier? I wasn't saying it that way. <laughs> I was saying it more like he's my servant than I'm a baby. It's just how you phrase it, Evan. Mr. Cru- Mr. Well, you want Mrs. Crucifix to take out like the, the, like the car belt seats she has and just kind of strap you to her back so you're just kind of sleeping? <laughs> she could give me a shoulder ride. <laughs> You're just strapped to her back. Backseat, backseat. With, uh, with like the whole like <laughs> harness on. <laughs> that's actually fine with me. <laughs> it's horrifically uncomfortable. Oh, then that's not fine with me. Like, you're not going to sleep through that, but they'll be able to keep their pace. <laughs> I guess we camp in the forest. Yeah. You want me to roll for bandits or wolves? Because, spoiler alert, even if that happens, it's not going to happen. Ah, so fun shooting at least. Yeah. If you want, uh, wolves show up and you guys kill them. Hey, Hixel, here's some breakfast. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah, wolves. You take out your fucking survival ration bar and eat a corner of it. Now I'm good. He's a last. You coat. Fucking dead wolf skin you're on you. It's all, like, not properly dried or tanned. Oh, boy. Mm. There's like bones and stuff still inside. (laughs) Suck it in. It'd be all warm and moist. Oh my god. This is nothing like the MMOs I used to play. (laughs) This is just like my massively multiplayer online video games. Okay, so I'm such a nerd. (laughs) No wonder what, you know, your academy was over. You guys continue. uh, Basically unmolested. And yeah, the mountain, you eventually have to break off the path to like take like an older, more unkept road to Mount Sinai, because not many people go through here. Uh, there are little villages dotting along the place, like farms that have like, where the houses meet up at the corners to turn to a little farm town and stuff. Uh, grain silos, water towers, little Wild West kind of, you know, like saloon places for travel. Signs of old railways that have long since gone out of commission that people have built houses out of. So it looks like Firefly. Yeah. Yeah, not quite as dust bully, but more like, you know, frontier. Yeah. Oh, I don't think we stop anywhere. Yeah. No. Nice We've seen your capital. There's nothing there. So We've seen the best you had to offer and we're unimpressed. 
Yes. Overwhelmed. Um, moving through one of the towns, there is like um, like those cages and trees where they put prisoners uh, that very clearly have like um, a neighboring soldier inside that's been left to die, and I think he is dead. And like hanging from the cage, like on nooses and stuff, are like what look like what look like basically like patched up like patchwork zombies. Hmm. Aren't they supposed to that Hickson? I mean, yeah. <clears throat> But. So they're like corpses of people put back together with like the best choice cuts uh, that have been like held together with copper plating and like um, uh, electric wiring and have like actual Tesla coils <laughs> like coming out of their spinal column and built into their shoulder mounts to like act as amplifiers. Kind of the way mechs uh, create um, um, quantum tap interference. You know, it's like the cross setup. Uh, and yeah, yeah, they're just hanging there. It looks like some of them have, like, their limbs replaced with, like, swords and stuff and, like, hacking weapons, and they've been, like, armored and reinforced on places that have, like, been ripped off and re-salvaged. Cool. Pictures? Yeah, I'm usually taking videos and not actual pictures, but yeah. Take out the slab or something. Yeah, your data slab. Whatever. Your fucking pocket computer. <laughs> your iPhone. This is Buckler Pan. No reception. Mrs. Cruz just basically like pokes at the uh, the skeletons and like kind of like gets a better look at the coils. Like peels the head and uh, meet away from the coil to get a look at the coil. Looking away as I'm filming. <laughs> Throwing up. A little bit. Oh, Hickson. Looks like the major muscle groups and skeleton have been reinforced because she just kind of pulls it all out. Um, kind of like pulling uh, like the the seed part out of like a bell pepper. It just kind of all comes with. Yeah, just looks it over, throws it on the ground. Interesting. Hmm. Well, think we just continue onwards. Well, I think someone's dig in, like the doctor you are. No, that's hmm. good. This is interesting, but also really gruesome. I, I gruesome. Don't... I'll say. <laughs> who here out of you two is a machine person? Like a person who knows about machines, a machine guy. Well, it's but I'm pretty sure he knows more. I would fix too, so yes, that's me. You think fix would cover it? Yeah. All right, um, I'm going to... Are you going to investigate these things? Sure, let's look it over. I'll let you do a fix roll to see if you pick up on something that's not obvious, but something that most people wouldn't see right away. Ten. Ten? Jesus Christ. Um, this is a crude drone system. Ooh. Like, the, the, the movements and the mechanisms and built into it stuff are drones. <coughs> like, these these bodies using TL2 and 3 tech are, have been turned into autonomous drone units. Cool. Which, yeah, as long as you have the copper and some steel and whatnot, and a full human body that's been preserved properly, which this has been, proper use of, like, um, like this would be something that Hickson would have to fill you in, but proper use of... Like the right chemicals and uh, preservatives have basically left the muscular structure largely intact, so you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Um, <laughs> that yeah, these are drones, cool. like very stupid robots that can go forward and like stab and cut. Yeah, so I'm guessing they're no longer operational, though. No, but at the at the basically base of the Tesla coil is like you know micro micro CPUs and stuff. Cool. Like a drone control program that runs signals through the entire like brass and copper. Uh, armature. Hmm. I'm gonna like take that, plug it into my integrated data slab, so 
I can download the software they have, and while we're just walking... You already have the software on hand. Really? Like, it's it's just simple drone, like, rigor software. Okay. Well, like, in case we run into them, I could, you know, as we're walking, I can install myself to be also be programming, because I have a built-in data stuff into myself, so I can, like, have some little virus to take over them or whatever. Yeah, we can see how that works out. That might be a thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's like just rudimentary drone software. Cool. Run through a, a very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, a very, not rough, but a very, like, like mechanical or a very, like, manual system. Mm. Skunk works. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, the materials used for this would not be hard for someone who's competent at building to, you know, engineer or even mass produce, like the, the circuitry involved. Uh, if you had access to like a circuit board printer from like a spaceship or something, or something from a workshop that you've used, yeah. you could just mass produce these things from local materials. Yeah. So this is Oghomian. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. The, uh, the symbol for Oghome is a skull with um, holes around the eye sockets that are, have been carved into shape the shape of gears uh sitting on top of a like a squid body almost like in the tentacles like are wrapping around stuff kind of like the specter symbol hmm. yeah so i think this is like maybe the crudest maltech almost this is not maltech maltech I mean... has a very specific definition and this fits none of it this is just I mean, scavenging. I mean, if it was implanted to living people, that would almost scare the thing, like... Killing people and turning them into zombies isn't maltech. Mm. Do them make slaves of humanity? Yeah, but it's not making slaves of them. It's using their bodies for parts. And that's, like... Yeah. The least offensive. Yeah. It might be a cultural taboo, but it's... No, maltech has a very specific definition, like anathema and exalted, and this does not apply. It's just, oh, this is neat. Because they're just taking people they kill and stitching them back into, into drones because the dude needs drone parts. Okay. It's ingenious. You've probably, if, if you're an AI, you probably have like ebooks on this, on like the idea of using this. Mm-hmm. Like there's drone communities out there that are like, hey, you know, what would be a great way to make like cheap mass producible robots? And it's like, oh, use, pe- use like a, what do they call it? Uh, there's like natural metals you can get that when you apply electricity to them, they tense up and release like a muscle. Like, yeah, but then you need the material for that, so that's not a simple drone, that's a rare thing. Just message board <laughs> logs you have saved. Cool. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. But that seems to be the power behind Oghome. The dead soldier in there um, has, like, a, a fried piece of machinery uh, plugged into his arm. And it's basically, it takes up from the hand all the way up to the shoulder is a large, like, analog brass and copper uh like um sort of looking for charles babbage computer mm. like so it's, it's all manual and stuff it has cpu components into it and cooling and whatnot that basically looks like it's a very crude drone controller <laughs> which from you guys have picked up from talking to people in the nation here is like the, the the necromancy they use it's their like it's like their tools their magic wands mm. nice it allows them to command the dead Clever. Yeah. Yeah, this, this one's been, like, wrecked and destroyed and stuff by killing the guy, so you can probably rip parts of the circuit board off and just get a... Yeah, you see. Like, you can just upload it. Like, oh, yeah. Drone control software. Mystery solved. Yep. 
Okay. So you'll see, like, oh, they don't know those souls. That guy's controlling all of them. Ah, no. Difference engine. That's the word I'm looking for. It's basically a big, crude, micronized difference engine screwed into this guy's nervous system. So he can, like, send the right kind of VR controls to the zombies to make them kill and fight and take. Yep. Well, someone's being crafty. <laughs> so, looks like a far trader crashed here. Oh, Victoria. Yeah. Anyway, uh, with that distraction gone, you guys continue towards Mount Sinai. That we do. Yeah. You'll get there probably by midday, and yeah, it's a big, giant mountain covered in stone, snow-capped. It has foliage on it. Also, and it has like you know monasteries and little like like villas around it on like cliff sides that run around the rivers that are coming off it because this thing has water coming off of it from moisture. Cool. Yeah, mountains do that, right? Like water builds up on them from snow cap and uh, from permafrost melting, and the seasons change, and it makes rivers that it feeds. Yeah. yeah. Rivers come from mountains. Yeah. Not all the time, but it is a thing that is true. These streams. Streams is a better word. Yeah. Well, that's what this is feeding. And you got people who have little, <coughs> nice little chalets and villas. So, let's pull. And we're back. You're at the foot of the mountain complex. And it looks pretty normal from here. Like, from what you can tell, there seems to be like divots and cuts into the mountain superstructure that have sealed. So there's not really snow on them because it's recently, you know, it recently like opened to fire from. Yeah. But for the most part, it looks like the structure's undisturbed <coughs> by a firing. They didn't trigger an avalanche or anything. That's nice. Okay, well, I guess we'll look where the possible entrance could be. Yeah. Uh, Alright, so really the only holdback here is time. It's going to take a while to search a mountain for an entrance. Well, what signs would you look for to try and figure out how to get in here? Some old roads, perhaps? Like, you know, probably something wider than normal, probably still vaguely recognizable where the road was. So probably would be some bigger entrance for, like, parts and maintenance and crews and stuff, because it's a pretty large complex. Uh, it looks like that stuff has kind of been covered up by time. There aren't really obvious signs of it. Mm. And the locals seem to not really deal with the mountain. Like, there's small houses and, like, signs of life on it, but not as much as you'd expect. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, there's a wireless signal. Try tracking. Alright, uh, that sounds like that'd be hack. Yeah. So how would you pick up this signal? Look, this signal's probably encrypted, hidden and being maybe blocked or maybe disrupted by the mountain. How would you get to it, to describe how you're using the skill? I mean, um, the data stuff could start checking the strength of the signal, so not even tracking the exact signal, just, oh, there's like more noise here in some more narrower bands. Like, oh, there's some like Wi-Fi signal here we don't, can connect to it, but the signal is here, therefore... So you're just cycling through like different like frequency bands and stuff? Yeah. Alright, sure, roll! Nope. What'd you get? 
Three, four, five. I'll go five. Well, that's not great. Uh, no, I'm afraid not. Unless you have like a tool that would give you a bonus. Data slab. Is it a good data slab? Um, I put it in my cell, so I guess it's good. So like, you, you built it yourself? Yeah. Being like a fixer guy? Yeah. Sure. I'll give that to you. I'll give you the bonus to get the briefest threshold, but mark it down that you got like a data slab, your data slab is like handcrafted by you and shit. I mean, yeah, it's built in, yeah. Well, yeah, just make a note of it. Might come up. Might be important. Uh, yeah, alright. After a couple hours of him searching around, trying to pick up a signal, uh, you eventually find something on uh, radio chatter. Cool. Sounds like mandate, um, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Not Morse code, because that's so very specific. But, you know, mandate military beeps. Well, I think we've got some signal here. Okay, so maybe on this side of the mountain we'll kind of find something. Alright, investigating around there, you can basically decipher the, the mandate noise that's giving out to tell you kind of how to check for the signal. And yeah, there's a uh, there's a network being broadcast here still. Cool. So I guess that's something to try clink wirelessly while still searching for entrance around here. Sure. Uh, connecting to it requires authorization, though. That's what you're finding. Hmm. I'm guessing it's a network made by an AI person, so I can't just like use my special AI powers. You can give it a try. Sure. What power are you using, just for the listeners? Um, let's see. Native hacker. So com commit process for the day to automatically succeed any hacking-based skill not opposed by another AI or directed against AI design security. All right, yeah, commit, and yeah, that'll let you in. Cool. You're able to get into the, the basically, the, the network. Yeah, it looks like this is uh, not like local access, but it's like the network for like the structure built around the mountain. Okay. So, so poking around there, seeing whether I can find some maps I can overlay with our orbital scans of the area. Yeah, there's a there's a root directory that's full of kind of like basic information about all the different systems plugged in. It, it, it's Internet of Things. It's uh, Pan. It's personal area network. Yeah. And yeah, that kicks in, and there is uh, service entrances around here. Cool. You basically can trigger them to begin deploying. Yep. All right. The side of the mountain you guys are near, where there's some like uh, cricks coming down from uh, the cut mountain into the stream, uh, begin opening and separating and kind of lifting up, uh, shattering the mountain and like breaking uh, the, the the structure off and opens up kind of like um, like it folds out and up. And it looks like it's a tube. Cool. It's big enough for, uh, it's probably big enough for the equivalent of a double-decker bus to drive through. Well, we found our entrance. Yeah, good work. Let's go. You enter the cave. The Caves of Steel. No, the Caves of Steel. <laughs> the land of brass and shadow. Okay. Uh, the interior looks very uh, Earth military. Like it has like the stonework has uh, lanterns uh, suspended from it. There's metal reinforcements. There's military spray painting everywhere, and 
the, the floor is plated and smoothed into roadwork so that vehicles, like not even grab vehicles, like rubber ve rubber wheel vehicles can come on through. Uh, it, like, if you've ever watched Stargate SG-1, it looks very much like the Cheyenne Mountain Complex. <laughs> and, yeah, you're in a large, uh, parkade. Uh, this place has vehicles, um, construction vehicles, military, like, personnel movers, um, what looks like, uh, uh, like, big haulers for spare parts, and some grab vehicles. Cool. Uh, all of them look like they've been, like, ripped open and stripped. Like, there's parts lying around, and there's, like, flatbeds of material that have, like, parts that have been sorted onto them. I mean, presumably, after this screen, people still use this complex for a while, and they'll get some... Just looking at it, it's recent, within the last, like, year. Huh. I would say it's probably all gone. Scavenging parts. Probably. I mean, that's why you probably had those... Corpses there because, yeah, you want to probably come here for parts. Yeah, it looks like a good deal of vehicles here have been like stripped down for bits, and those bits are missing like power cores and stuff. <laughs> oh, makes so much sense. Okay, I guess we continue on searching. Sure, there is a large rickety service elevator that uh, looks like it only goes down. Well, I guess we're going down. <laughs> Good enough for a start. Okay, uh, you need a key card to open it. Do your thing, Mr. Hackman. I mean, we go search around the <clears throat> place where there's someone left any key cards around. Like, hey, we use this all the time. There are no bodies around with key cards, unfortunately. What do you mean bodies? I mean, like, if the people are scavenging here, then maybe they just leave their whatever gear they need to get in. Okay. Given this place a look around, um, you're not able to find stuff like that, which might indicate that they have it with them. Okay, well, I don't recall the police having anything of interest on them, so probably some other people. I mean... Oh yeah, they do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. not them. So yeah, it is a magnetic card scanner with a, like, a punch pad. Well, it's analog. Can't you just trick it with magnets? I mean, it's a dumb machine that likes magnets. <laughs> I mean, I've got the... Uh, what do you call those things? A gun? <laughs> uh, sort of... Uh, what do you call those? Uh, tools for like fixing stuff. Uh, a toolkit? Yeah. Toolkit? Oh, with toolkit, yeah. I think it's called something special. Well, yeah, so yeah. You have a magic toolkit. Yeah, magic toolkit. Tech toolkit. <laughs> An Omni tool. Yeah. Okay, run fix. Because all you gotta do is bypass the magnetic lock and pin. Oh my god, that's so much rolling. That's so high number. <laughs> Alright, yeah, you're able to bypass it all and just call the elevator. Ding. Yeah. Takes a while to come on up. Hmm. Runs deep. Yup. So. It opens up, and there's half of a body in there. Oh. The better half. Top half. <laughs> the better half. There's old, rusty, like, blood on the doors it opens. Oh. So it's been your... How long has the body been dead for? Six I'm months. Like okay. The dude is wearing medieval peasant clothing and has his eye replaced with an actual, like, brass ball 
It's like not it's not magic or technology or anything. He just put it in there to not have an empty socket. Yeah, it's not even like a whole ball either. It's just to make it look like he has a brass idol and has like tattooing around him like a cog. Brass be bad? Wouldn't brass be bad? No. <laughs> These fucking fantasy people ramming metal into them that makes them crazy or sick? No. Savages. Okay. Well, I guess we can take the body and put it aside. <laughs> probably got, I guess, caught in the elevator. Yeah, the legs aren't here. They probably hauled that away. Oh, I assume it was down there. Hmm? Could be. <laughs> I guess it depends on the, where this part of the body is. Is it slumped against the back or is it the right? Of... No, his torso is like lying like so the, the cut open end is facing the doors. I guess probably it was somewhere below. Pat him down, see whether he has any magnetic cards. Yeah, he has like a thing on him that's like been, uh, it's like a mag card, but it's been like put in like a like a thing that makes it look like a badge or makes it look like a, like a war medal. Like it's, uh, it's been enshrined and made to look cool. I break open the the garbage, the garbage, <laughs> and take, take the plastic card out. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing behind the orb, right? I mean, there's not an eye. You want me to pry that open for you, Hickson? Because like, if I was going to hide something and I had an empty eye socket, I might just do that. I know, but no, there is not. Okay, good. Good instinct, though. <laughs> Clever. It's a solid instinct. <laughs> Even Mr. Genocide says that. Solid instinct. <laughs> I don't know if I like that compliment coming from someone with that name. <laughs> <laughs> Genocide on instincts. Yeah. da 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 I'm gonna have a bad time. I'm glad I never had a bad time. Alright, you guys get into the elevator and it gives off that kind of groan that's overweight because of Mrs. Crucifix <gasps> and her, you know, hands are attack. And down you go. Creaking. Do you say anything to her about it? Well, you don't comment on a woman's weight. <laughs> let's jump in this elevator. No, I'll be fine. I can't be hurt by falls. That's nice. <laughs> I thought so. What? What did you think? What did you thought? That we gonna let her down? Give her up? No, I was just trying to figure out why you're calling them a hanser. It's a, it's like a sting from uh, from Dave's ex. It's slang for a person who's a cyborg. It's like a panzer tank. Yeah, that's, I thought you were trying to say panzer, and I was like... No. No. Panzy. Panzer's a slang derivative of panzer. Because it's a tank. Because it's a human tank. Because they're a cyborg. Then why not just call them panzers? Because hanzer. It's the slang. Oh, VSX. Jesus Christ. The elevator goes down many floors. Before it gets to the bottom, groans and opens up, and yeah, there's the oh, there's the legs. Oh god. There they are. They're not like lying on the floor though. They were like at the top, and when the elevator came down and opened up, they kind of just fell because like he got brought up and then cut in half. Yeah. Well, pocket check. <laughs> uh, it looks like he had like a hammer and screwdriver on him and stuff, and like like analog tools. Junk. 
Exactly. Good uh, it's more advanced down here. The walls are plated in metal. There's like lights going through here that are still up and running. Um, they're flickering ominously, and there's like large scoring and scratches all in the interior of here. Cool. There's huge pockmarks on the inside. There's um, installations on the top that used to have things mounted that have been ripped out and like slagged metal on the ground that have long since burned. So I'm guessing those were the defenses. Hmm. Someone went through and took those guns and put them probably to something more useful. Well, at least that's good. We continue on. Alright. Uh, yeah, it basically branches out into a full military complex here. Rooms built into the stonework and, like, um, or the mountainside, like, branching tunnels and stuff. Um, oh, Mr. Genocide. It's like, computers, let's go. Let's. What? He, like, plugs it into your computer and gives you a map. Oh. Cool. How'd he use me a map from here? Because he went to the, the space elevator. Oh, okay, yeah. I was like, what? I have it in my head, Funk. I've got this entire thing. Who does not knights? <laughs> right? Okay, so main places to check out. There is, of course, an armory. There are barracks. There's a central command center. There's, um, like, a maintenance area for, like, the, the warheads and stuff. Um... There's like the, the the network closet as it's labeled, but it's not a closet, it's an entire room for the operating system and the intelligence and the many, many redundancy systems. Cool. So, how do you guys want to handle this? <laughs> well, we could just go to where the AI is, where the VI is, and check what how operational it is, and whether we can interface with it. Yeah, we probably want to at least check it out. <laughs> yeah. Then again, that might be the most defended place. That would make sense as well. But we're going to have to check it out anyway, it's like... Yeah. It might attack us if we don't deal with it, so... Yeah, we don't want to run another... Mouth of Triumph scenario here. About oh, the Triumph, the ship you were on, Lancelot to Lock. Oh, I didn't know that's what it, the ship was called, so I was like, what? Yeah. It's a good name, I didn't know what it's from. <laughs> I just made it up. My well, eyes no, didn't recognize it. I mean, we, re we referenced it back in the last episode when we were cha changing into the Mouth of Triumph. Okay. So, so where do you go? Probably the network closet. Alright, you guys start heading towards there. Um, along the way, you find clear signs of combat. Like, there are those uh, copper zombie drones uh, just all over the place. A lot of them have been um, damaged from firearms, like, like actual metal casing bullets. It would make sense to me that these are also older because they hadn't moved the body from directly in front of the door. So it seems like everything here happened at least about six months ago, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, a lot of these wise are machine gunned through. Um, as you go deeper to the network closet, there are large holes in the ceiling and floor uh, that have just where the, the metal has just been blown open or melted. What kind of weapon does that? Uh, what kind of experts are you guys? Fix. 
I have fix. I have no and notice. I have Both shoot. shoot if that would help. Shoot. Roll shoot. You're gonna use your encyclopedic knowledge of weaponry. So wisdom and shoot. Two d six. Nine. Oh, yeah, you guys roll uh, basically the same. <laughs> so what'd you guys go both get? Eleven. I mean, it's shoot the wisdom and just nine. You got your shoot score, right? It's zero? Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, the damage to the zombies is clearly, like, automated turrets that you guys have seen from, like, you know, uh, backwards worlds. Um, military grade, Gatling guns, that sort of thing. Turrets. Um, the damage to the floor and ceiling is is acid. Oh shit! Xenomorphs. What kind? Of, oh right, shit. <laughs> oh man, I didn't even consider that possibility. I mean, if it's older, then maybe there was some xenomorph that came in here, then it got exploded by bullets. But this is only from six months ago. I mean, those bullets are from six months ago. Maybe this is older. How old is this fight? How old is this hole? The whole, um, yeah, you guys can probably date it using the technology you have on hand. Uh, the damage does look maybe six, seven months old. That's so young. I mean, the predators came in here generations ago. So I think the generations so This was probably in here, and then Dickface from the sky tried to loot this place and got all his shit shot up. He got, and had to abandon it. He got them shot to shit, Sherlock. Yeah. Huh. Well, hopefully we won't have to find any eggs. We always have to burn this place down. Or xenomorphs. Or anything. Hey, I'm gonna walk in the middle of the line. That's fine. <laughs> well, the few people that can get face hangers here. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Only for butterfly. Oh man. You're actually the only party member that can get face hangered. That's. That's terrifying. So they probably can tell. Which means they're gonna go for me. Mmm, the most squishiest and juiciest. Oh, you'll you'll give birth to a psychic alien. Oh no. It's not great. That's not great when that happens. Probably means it can heal itself too and shit if it takes on like the yeah, if it grabs biosynthetics. No, it'll probably just have meta meta dimensional energy like genes in it. I mean Metasonic alien to go like, oh yeah. There's a term for that. They're called uh, zoetropes. I cloak myself from psychers so they can't see me. The fucking you know precocks can't foresee me because I'm fucking meta. Oh, well shit. I guess if it comes down to it, we'll just have to kill Hickson. <laughs> <laughs> to kill you. Uh, yeah, there's also a lot of like. Must have got like that. Oh, we'll just kill Gaius. What? What? Yeah. Alrighty. This is getting more fun by the minute. Zoanthrope. <laughs> What's that from? What? That word. Zoanthrope. Tyranids. The, ah. the fetal psychic tyranids are called zoanthropes. And that is the word they use for xenomorphs in, if you get into the xenomorph community, where, where people. <laughs> track them and track their life cycle. Small, creepy cults that keep track of these horrible boogeymen. The, the, the term is a zoanthrope. So they do. They're psychic. That's all that they really need to do. Not only are they fucking already xenomorphs, but they're also psychic. It gets worse if a queen infects the psyker. Oh no. 
Peacock queen with, you know, it, get, it gets worse if a queen facehugger grabs a psyker. Gets access to the genome. Oh, Zerk. Overminds. Yeah, xenomorphs aren't... From what information you have, because you probably have that because you're a far trader, so you probably have, like, billions of terabytes of information or whatever. Um, <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, you have books. So, uh, how, how xenomorphs work is by pheromones and scent. Uh-huh. And zoanthropes are psychic. So they, they, they actually starts connecting the hive into an actual psychic hive mind, which means it can, be, can planet-wide react to problems. Oh, man. And eventually they'll learn how to teleport. Uh, maybe. <laughs> no one knows. No one's seen one in living memory. So, like, the only way they infect you is through your mouth, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, any hole will do. I was like, even if I have, like, a gas on, they can pierce through that. That's not going to help. Oh, yeah. Acid. Acid. Scary. Yeah, yeah, it is. But hey, you'll be dead, so it won't matter. <laughs> Unless the zone throw picks up your personality when it becomes one. Then you're Which just in. Then, you're just, then it'll be like the movie um, uh, Dreamcatcher. It was a movie about an alien killing a guy, but he's living inside his body and his brain, so he it copied the dude's personality into its own head. So while the alien's going around, like, murdering people with his face and stuff, he's trapped inside the alien's mind because it's pulling information out of him, which he's visualized as, like, a cabin or his old home. So he's, like, hiding in rooms and keeping it locked, and the thing's stalking, trying to get at him and rip more information out of him. That's extra horrifying. Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would be a really interesting character to play. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm the same door now. Look, I'm lame now. <laughs> Alien and Terminator, the game. It's like an alien uh, isolation when you see the Xenomorph for the first time in the game. It's and like, like oh, oh, this is lame. <laughs> Look at its little high heels. <laughs> Look at this fucking Muppet crawling around, killing people with its double mouth. This is dumb. Uh, good times, gang. I'm going to offload this file. Sophie. And we're back with a new soundtrack for the revelation that you might be in a bug nest. Oh, man. Welcome to your tape. Welcome to your tape. <laughs> we shouldn't make fun of the subject, but 13 Reasons Why I already did. Fucking lord. <laughs> they certainly didn't pay enough attention. Or they certainly didn't treat it with enough with the respect it deserved. Anyway. Enough about 13 Reasons Why. Yeah. So that's there. Acid burn on the floor. Definitely taking the middle of the line. <sighs> I'm just waiting for one of the two mercenaries to just splitting up. To cover more ground. Cover more ground so we can get out of here faster. Let's put it four way so we can even more ground. The only problem is I would split the party because oh. it doesn't make sense for us two to split together and then them to split together. They're the combat characters! Get fucked! <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> okay, we continue on. Guns are ready. <laughs> so we should fix it, I guess he gets infected. <laughs> it's like, wait, what was the last part? <laughs> and then like, like, the merc's like, whoa, whoa, let's not be hasty. 
So I'm gonna suggest a way of killing this. Let's take this, see a perfect weapon, and bring it to well, our home. I'm gonna cry. Psyker got the fact that doesn't come along very often. <laughs> the look on your face, Nicole. You can't see it, listeners, with the look on Nicole's face. Do I need to attach a dead man switch mine to my skull? You haven't already? <laughs> it's a scary world out there. <laughs> I mean, there was a predator computer thingy right there taking it with you with the thermal nuclear device. I wish to explode. <laughs> I, as soon as yeah, last session you were talking about fucking with it. I'm like, oh my god, Peter. <laughs> What is, what is with you and suicide be explosion? I mean, explode outside. <laughs> eh, my cat has a backup. <laughs> All I want to do is die by an explosion. I oh, want you let me die by explosion, Devin. Ah, good times. We explore further. Alright, you keep going down, there's eventually, uh, like, it inclines a bit because the, the place wasn't built completely level. And there's more signs of damage, scraping, uh, bullet holes in the walls and stuff. It looks like this place has been fairly peppered. And as you kind of round a bend, there is a large security door that's been, like, you know, triple, double sealed with damage all over it. And four turrets built into the ceiling, wall, and floor that are out and have their light blinking. Like a little, like, motion sensor. Which means that they're operational. Yes! Is there a way for you to wirelessly hack? I mean, I presume so. If they're on a network, and not just on a motion sensor. Yeah, if they're not hardened and stuff like that. Do we have, like, stuff we can make go and make it waste all its bullets? These are the bullet one, right? Presumably they have a limited amount of bullets. Unless there's a matter replicator into their feed belts. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Those would be, you know, tier five parts. He, like, takes out, like, a gun he has that is a part of him, and he, like, kind of just points to the butt of the gun where there's, like, clearly a replicator. It's like, yeah. Mm. Those are useful. Yeah, they are. They're great. What else would you do with them? <laughs> Maybe you should go further. Mm. That's what we did. This is all you, uh, Gaius. <laughs> Mr. Genocide puts up his hand, and it's like, it's fine. It's probably an expert system on a motion sensor. They're not going to have deep penetrating scanners. So he kind of just puts his, like, finger into his mouth and, like, puts on his active camo to disappear. Right. <laughs> and he just turns the corner, and you hear gunfire. <laughs> and he kind of turns around back with holes in him, like, on his armor and stuff, breaking his cloak. They have more advanced scanners than I anticipated. Excellent. Would you like to fix him up? I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> like his face has like Terminator marks showing under his skin and stuff, and there's like dents in his body. <laughs> He's like, it's fine. It'll fix on its own. <laughs> I mean, we've got a biosonic right here. It was great. Well, he goes down the corner, boom, comes back. Nope, more advanced. <clears throat> I guess we haven't brought any grenades with us. Mrs. Crucifix kind of just perks up. <laughs> I mean, it'll be worth a shot. 
She uh, she kind of stares at the wall where like the bend happens, and like her shoulder cannon folds around, unfolds, and deploys. And uh, Mr. Genocide kind of like wirelessly transmits like his his video to her of what he saw with his <laughs> eyes, so she can kind of get a trajectory. And if you're if there was a VR overlay, you could see her like set up the golfing shot, trying to just bounce it off the <laughs> and back into there. And yeah, she just kind of aims and fires, and it makes like a like an artillery sound that echoes through. So, do you guys have your protect? Oh, your do you have your protection, Hickson? When I heard the word grenade, I probably plugged my ears. You don't have like maybe you know headphones that would you would come with if you were in firefights often. <laughs> Be an experienced fire trader. I mean, yes, then. Okay, so no, you put on your headphones and don't get tinnitus. <laughs> Mom. Mom. Well, grenades in the cold space, those are the worst. Yeah, they are. <sighs> anyway, she starts firing ordnance at them. Uh, and yeah, probably three salvos. And uh, that echoes this entire facility, by the way. Oh no. Oh, That's guys. Nice. That was a bad idea. I mean, I think we were at the choke point. <laughs> <laughs> Face hugger, the choke point. Was he Vader or whatever? He doesn't have yet. Mr. Genocide goes to the wall, and like from his hand, like a little camera comes out, and he just kind of goes around the corner to check. I think we're clear. Perfect. You guys around the corner, and it's like partially collapsed. The wall, the door's been blown inward to reveal another door. The turrets have been shredded. Cool. There's still like hot slag and metal, and like bullets that clearly went off when the explosions were happening and going all over. Nice. Let's check the thrill they have those mother replicators. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, yeah, so as that ring's going down, are you guys like. Do you have anything set up to like. Here for things? Do you have any any Ears. sort of reaction going on? <laughs> oh my god. Are you aware of your environment? Yes. Alright, you should not even need to roll then because it's not important that it because it's not important whether or not you hear it because you'll just hear it. There's a, a animal sound echoing through the corridors. <laughs> you put on your suicide helmet. <laughs> Dixon, no, you don't have a backup. You don't transhuman yet. Quick, drink the juice that melts your bones if you get face huggered. It's don't, in your med kit. Don't worry, don't worry. In like a couple weeks, someone very much like me will show up. I want you to give them all my gear. Don't worry, the new ship is on a shared lease between the two of us, so it's the last survivor. It'll be good. We'll have to share with you any of your family. Send all of my assets to this new person. Not my family and not the Psychic Academy. They can get fucked. <laughs> I'll be dead. I'll stop caring about them. Yeah, I'll be dead so I won't care. So just, just give I it mean, to this new person you hang out with. I got a good feeling about them. I have a premonition. Take this little frozen your baby queen. Leave it on the Psychic Planet and just let it loose. No. <laughs> oh, God. The whole Academy has been assimilated. No, that'd be so scary. It's a prison planet, just like the third, third alien movie. movie. <laughs> uh, See, that's what we call a hell world. <laughs> and then I can find myself in the AI core. Like, mm -hmm, my that'd be the worst, too, yeah, because it's not only a prison planet, but there's one section of it that's a psychic prison planet. Oh, man. 
<sighs> Perfect. Anyway, you are you checking the turrets? Mm-hmm. All right. So none of them have matter replicators built into them, but they were being fed like from a central source. So if you spend if you spend time carving your way through the floor to the belt feeder, because there's one thing that we're feeding oh. all the belts, you can find the ammunition replicator. Ooh, cool. Take. You're gonna need a. You'll, I don't know what kind of. Do you have like really good tools built into you? Yeah, I have again the TL4 fixer tools, plus you know shear rifle for cutting things. The shear rifle might blow it up. Monoblade. For yeah, you can kind of hatch it if you ask Mrs. Crucifix for help. She's like oh, yeah. a Decepticon. She Perfect. can help you. Alright, so uh, you you two, you and Mr. Genocide, are worried about the Xenomorph and the door you float open. You and Mrs. Crucifix, she puts her shovel hand in and starts wrenching out floor space and basically pulls it out like a potato with like the wires and the, the, the various power uh, taps as the roots and just kind of, you know, holds it while you pull the parts you want out of it. Perfect. And she just drops it. Here, just like, you know, plug that into like my stomach and then if I get face huggered, it'll just keep replicating bullets until it explodes. <laughs> oh, yeah, open your med kit and you grab the bottle labeled juice that melts your bones if you ever get face huggered. <laughs> I mean in some of there's like oh digestive sealant that like, you take if you like go some the plants like oh here, drink this thing that we don't always drink. Like, oh, no, I don't want to get poisoned. It turns, yeah, it turns your stomach into a Ziploc bag, so <laughs> later on you just cough it out. Yeah. Well. Perfect. Take that. Stupid locals. <laughs> Pretty sure the uh, the, the, the facehugger embryo will take, the xenomorph embryo will take care of that. Yeah, probably. Chew its way through on its <laughs> way to chest burst you. If it's smart enough. If it has a good enough instinct. The perfect organism. I mean, you know, maybe the previous host was kind of subpar. <laughs> Slow host at play. I mean, could have been just a pretend human. Anyway, the first it. door has been blown open. Like, it's been, like, you, you, you can go in and kind of just start wrenching it and using your monoblade to carve in. Perfect. That's going to take time. Probably, at this rate, maybe five minutes. Okay. Right. The time starts passing. It's no rule. Yeah, okay. It's not great. I don't like that roll. Was it low or high? It was a high roll. High number. That's good. That means many minutes to wait. <laughs> Just kidding. We're doomed. <laughs> let's, use, let's use heavy weapons. <laughs> eh, it worked. That's what that cannon is. That cannon's like a vehicle weapon, basically. Like yeah. It's an armature built into her because she's a, she, her cybernetic stuff is her being a mech suit. So she has a hard point that's like, oh, you can yeah, use she has a big... hard point, and she used it for a heavy weapon. Take a, a <laughs> weapon of higher class than you normally would. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she's a little vehicle. Yeah. Limited ammunition. Type B power cells. Yeah. I have a spare. Probably not, not for energy weapons, for like, like ordnance. Uh, Shredder rounds and stuff. Rockets. Hmm. Replicate the component. Plug. <laughs> yeah, with time, yeah, with time, that's possible. Yeah. You see the kit and everything, and you just be like, and she's like, ah, 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 firing upward because they're homing missiles. Ah, 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 ah. I have the power of a thousand suns. <laughs> that's nice. Walking around with like little like smokestacks coming to your back that do nothing but fire missiles. 
<laughs> like a Minecraft server gone amok miss. I have to show you this. Alright, let's let's pause while Nicole shows us something that isn't directly relevant to this. Alright, we're back. So, yeah, you guys are able to get the interior door, like the exterior door open, and there's an interior door that's also plated and defended. You have a laser cutter. Speaking of lasers, oh, there is what? a laser grid separating you from the door. Uh, what beats lasers? Mirrors? Shear rifle. What cuts it into perfect pieces? And eventually, like, you know, shred it all around. You're going to try and destroy the emitters? Yeah. All right. Uh, the emitters are hardened, so it's going to take time to blow through them. TL5 weapon. Yep. TL5 tech. Good. I'm standing between both of the NPCs that are major callback. Peter Mind having a gun in my, in my mouth the entire Peter, time. Yeah, Peter Mind, your character standing around with a gun in your mouth, ready to die. <laughs> Becoming face huggers. It's really scary. I Plus, do. there's gonna be psychic xenomorphs and stuff. It's it's. Uh... I mean, that's post face huggers. So you wouldn't care. <laughs> but like, I kind of do. Nah. nah, you're good. You live in a universe that let you get face huggers. You don't care. So, <laughs> so you'll just replay this and just fall backwards, and this is some battle of your molten metal with a thing bursting out of you. I just imagine being in a kiddie pool with warm water, and you're like, I'm dying. <laughs> You're lazy. Salt water. Salt. <laughs> My skin's drying up. Yeah. It's too dramatic for the xenomorph embryo. You're falling into you know, warm water because you're probably cold pad there. Anyway, you definitely hear noise coming down the opposite end of the hallway. And the ordinance did a lot of damage to the light emitter, so the lights are going out. Flicker, flicker. <laughs> that is so not okay. Um... And Mr. Genocide and Mrs. Crucifix are fine. They have cyber eyes. Mm. Quick, make a make a human sandwich, guys. You guys are the bread. <laughs> Leave the toast. <laughs> toast while you're standing, while, while Bishop over here. <laughs> oh my god. So so you have the NPCs cover you while Bishop over here using his gravity gun starts cutting his way through the laser fence. Yep. You hear something skittering, kiting against metal. Is it on the other side of the door that we're trying to go through? No, it's coming from the hallway that okay. you're your back up against. Oh, are we going to cut through the door and immediately be like, <laughs> jump scared? <laughs> there was an alien on the other side. We opened the thing out. They jumped right at us. But yeah, the lights have gone out. Oh, boy. I'm sure we have flashlights. I'll throw the flashlight on my iPad. <laughs> oh, that's a shaky cam movie. <laughs> you have a flashlight, but it only takes... Only flashes when you're taking photos. And... <laughs> Crucifix has a like shoulder, like chest-mounted, like light that she okay, like, clicks it. on. So now it's like flashlight vision. Take Guys, I'm a man. My gun's out. All right, something's clicking its way. It's cloaks. It's at the bend. Well, I'm uh, okay at the ceiling, by the way. That's I'm good. Not an idiot. It's good. <laughs> you guys have seen the movie. The movie exists. <laughs> It's something that far when far traders go on their first voyage into jump space, and it's going to be a long time in jump space. A lot of them, like traditionally, will watch 
whatever version of the Alien movies exist in the future. Whatever recreations or retellings are there. Kind of like how the people up in the Arctic, when uh, winter sets in and the planes can't come up for months on end, they'll watch all the Thing movies at the station where it was filmed. Why? Because it's funny. Because humans have an inherent death wish? Because <laughs> So, in case it happens, you know what to do or not to do. <laughs> in case it that. happens, everyone <laughs> died in the movie. Uh, Wilford Brimley died. That's nice. So, not to do. <laughs> anyway, you're cutting. You're just sawing your way through with your gravity gun. Yep. Anyway, it's the bend of the, the corridor that you guys are standing watching. You hear clicking, kiting against metal, and like a like a like a shallow, aggressive breathing. Like instead of things clicking against each other. Because of the lights that are down that corridor too, every once in a while like flashes and backlights a bit. So every once in a while you catch like a shape that's being shadowed from the top of the ceiling onto the bend that you guys are staring at oh, in profile, like a movie shot, and you see something spidery and lobstery, uh, silhouetted against your corridor, upside down on the ceiling, like just kind of like like moving its head like it's smelling. Like you can't see it, you're seeing its shadow. Oh. You don't see it, you see the hint of it. One second here, I'm gonna roll a... Initiative. Morale? Okay, I got a 16, that's probably good, right? Yeah. Okay. On morality, not break and freak out. Yeah, I was like, I'm gonna start shooting at the shadow if I'm rolling low, and then... <laughs> There's a lot of detail, but like you see the, the head section open up like it's bisected, and a smaller mandible come out like it's tasting the air like a serpent. You're dripping, like the saliva and the, the kind of resin they uh, excrete from their exoskeleton hit the floor around you. And the hissing sound hits yeah. the floor. Yeah. And their, their saliva is nasty, it's resin. It's how they make the nests. Oh. It's their interior stuff that's acid. Like, uh, Fun fact. Uh, termites. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, the way it moves its head, it's like it's smelling the air or detecting what's around. And just starts to recede back. I smell a lot of fear, but I also smell a lot of gunpowder. <laughs> and like, yeah, the lights flicker again, and the shadows there, they're gone. <laughs> I do not want to be face huggered. <laughs> that is not a thing that I would like to happen in my life. I don't want to die that way. The guy has another probably two or three minutes of cutting ahead of him. Oh my god, this is so slow! <laughs> He's using it, it's like the gravity rifle looks like an invisible but kind of visible <laughs> waveform, almost like a black hole if it was flattened, uh, firing against the laser grid in the dark light. God. And silence as well. Yeah, it's silent. <laughs> but the damage it's making isn't. But yeah. Time passes, and now you start to hear a click and a grinding sound from inside the walls. Oh! <laughs> oh, it's going from the other side. No, like like where you guys are standing, you hear it like coming from like the side and bottom of the wall. Is there any vents? Oh, everywhere. Oh. This is an underground mountain complex. They have These underground vents. mountain complexes are never built with aliens in mind. Nope. The vents are man-sized, because vampires were the architects. <laughs> <laughs> So they can crawl through the vents and drink people's blood when they're asleep. Clever. But like, 
That's why people never question why Vents are man-sized. Vampires are the architects, and they're just like, no, Vents just have to be man-sized. It's just a normal care. thing. <laughs> Lord. Lord. Why do you think Vents are man-shaped? Because vampires are architects. It's like, oh, this uh, this apartment building has all these, like, you know, maintenance ducts and stuff. Why are they man-shaped? How can they support a whole full adult child? And the architect's like, oh, it is the nature of uh, physics and the triangle. So a full-grown bat could fly through. Yeah, but they don't say it like that. <laughs> and people don't question it. It's like how people don't question why circumcision exists, even though it's like a cultural thing that has no purpose. Because That's why vents are man-shaped. Vampires are involved in the culture. Because Kellogg's. The guy with Kellogg's complex. Anyway, getting back on focus. Man-sized air ducts on, like, all four, like, ceiling, floor... And the walls. They have their own separate ducts that all hooked together. It's time for feedback. <laughs> Don't crawl in on yourself. This is suicide. Please strap me on your bag. I'll be shooting on your bag covering you. I don't want to be strapped on anyone because then if they fall over, I'm oh stuck. Oh my god. Then you have to like... You have yeah, to like, I'll be stuck while it's trying to get towards me or whatever. You're struggling to get the buckles off and to get the harness off. Right? And like the tool to cut is just over there. You're trying to reach. Reach is getting closer. God. It just skittered like out of reach. Your gun. You're trying to get to it so you can shoot the, the, the webbing off. And for some reason, the legs stopped working. Oh my god. What a nightmare. What a season. What a season. But yeah, there's a there's a vent, like like there's like grating and stuff on other on either side of the metal pathway, and you can you can hear something moving directly under your feet, and you see one of the grates tip up slightly and then go down. This is spooky. You should hurry up. Gives lets his death stick on the last laser and then cuts that off. <laughs> okay, now there's the second door. Yeah, like when the grate went up, you saw like like something spiky kind of lift through one of the, the squares and then go down, almost like the tail or those ridges they have. I want to shoot it. Oh, you want to shoot it? You want to start the combat? Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. Roll. Is this happening, Nicole? Yeah, I don't think I cannot shoot it. Like you're just too wired. This is really scary. And it's like right there. So it just like offers you some meth to calm you down. Then I'll be too chill to care that I'm getting face huggers. <laughs> and then it'll be born on meth. It'll be a meth baby. <laughs> <laughs> a psychic meth xenomorph. <laughs> that poor thing. <laughs> Scratchy, scratchy. Sure, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that's what you want. A xenomorph on, that acts like it's on crocodile. 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 Uh, make sure to count your ammo in case you run out. Click, click, click. There's an ammo counter on your gun. <laughs> How many ammo do I have? Oh no, alright. Let's Ten pause, because here we go. Laser pistol. Alright, what kind of gun do you have, uh, Hickson? Laser pistol. Okay, how much damage did you do? I did six damage. Alright, not all of that went to it. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, your gun heats up and creates light uh, as you fire at the grating. Uh, which they very carefully were not putting light on to attract its attention. Uh, it goes through the grating, sizzles the floor, and you hear it like, uh, like you hear the sound the laser makes when it like hits a mirror or fracks or gets diluted, like that kind of weird muffled sizzle. And then a screech and a spray of acid comes out of the grate. I scream and jump out of the way. No, you don't. Well, I mean, I try. Yeah. 
<laughs> uh, so since you did three damage, everyone uh, in the area takes one acid, except... Gaius. Actually, none, none of you. Only you. Here's how this works. <coughs> one third of the damage you do to the Xenomorph does acid damage to everyone in five feet. Uh-huh. For every one point of your AC is above 14, you can ignore a point of that acid damage because it's just eating into your, your AC. Cool. So that's everyone but you because the, the soldiers have much better AC than you do. Like, Same with you. Like, it sprays you. Okay. Just like your cloak, like your coat, you know, like your inter, internal armor just kind of melts a bit and neutralizes. Yeah, my AC is 13. It's not that great. That's with armor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you took the initiative, and now it's time to roll initiative. Ooh, it's a nine. How do you roll initiative, Peter? I forgot. D8. Love dex modifier. D8. One. <laughs> one. Yeah, I rolled a one. I nine. probably got scared, and I'm scared because also I got shot by acid, so that's, that's pretty horrifying. It's not about murder and the you know, mismurder. The murder people? <clears throat> not much better. Okay. <laughs> Plus decks, right? Yep. Okay, so they got three. They're not high dex characters, even the yep. blade, blade guy. Even the, the razor guy. Probably the Xenomorph is a high dex character, though. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, who got three? Razor hand. Who got higher than three? Nine. Oh, you, you actually rolled a number. Okay, you're, yeah. you're going first. You're starting, you're coming through the door, and Hickson has open fire on the grave. You hear a, scoop, a sound, an animal sound. Well, I guess I, instead of putting my gun that way, I stop for a second, turn around, and fire towards where the protrusion, no, perturbation is. You the... wheel around and fire at the same area in the floor? Yeah. Roll the head. You're going to make me get splashed by acid. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Splish splash. <laughs> Splish be splash. Um, let's see. 13. AC 18. No. <laughs> no. 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 I miss. With my sheer rifle going burst mode, it's like cutting the grating all around. Yeah, it opens it up a bit more. <laughs> With the pieces silently falling down. It would be really funny if this character dies and then when next season starts, I make a new character. <laughs> Wouldn't be terrible. It wouldn't be terrible, actually. I'd probably build a more combat character. <laughs> <laughs> the Ludo narrative has incentivized you to change how you play. Oh my. <laughs> oh no. You get better at the game. It's actually, that's actually exactly it, too. The game talking about combat's more boring like, than exploration and you know some of that, but it's like, no, you need to have combat so you don't die. That's what the mechanics are telling me. Yeah. I started with like three hit points. He started with one hit point. That's bullshit. <laughs> Literally one hit point. Oh my god. We for the shock damage. Oh, oh no, I yeah. forgot. Oh yeah. What is it? Uh, if you take certain amount of damage above your AC, you start dying. No, no, no. Start... Shock damage is when someone's in the a melee character. It's in melee range with you, and they miss. They might hit you anyway with just the you know, shock damage. Damage that knocks you out. Plus, also, if they're melee character and you're using guns and they're in melee range, you get penalties for shooting. What? I don't have, <laughs> I don't have melee weapons. It's going to get into melee range. <laughs> I, I specifically don't ever want to be in melee range, so I didn't think to take a weapon for it. 
I might have like a hunting knife for my survival kit, but I doubt I'm gonna be able to stumble it out in time. There's like a. And I also doubt it would do anything to a fucking xenomorph. I do like the idea that that on the xenomorph there's a spigot labeled. Oh, is it no. Oh, it's just cars outside. There's a spigot labeled "Juice that'll end your suffering." <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, who's the next initiative? Um, After nine, what did you get? I got a one. Oh man. Okay. So the the Mercs got three. The Xenomorph also got. Uh, you got a two. Like you know, the Dexmoth only goes up from one to three, so yeah, it's not that bad. Cool enough. Yeah. Like it might have you know it might have a perk for initiative. Actually, if I use its skill rating, uh, which isn't a terrible idea because it's a monster, it got four. <laughs> so, so it's going. So you're there, and like the, the the sheer rifle and your laser lit it up enough to, and at the sheer rifle happening, like um, Mrs. Uh, Crucifix actually turns on her light because this is happening now, and she has to live with it. Uh, the grating <laughs> falls apart as you can see it there, clicking its mandible in that kind of seizurey way, staring <laughs> with its featureless black kind of head directly at your group and it explodes out of the grayness like <laughs> the motion of shooting herself in the mouth. Good lord. I mean it's the face I go. I mean no but I mean it'll take you away to a nest and turn you into an egg yeah, like an alien. It is a smart drone, yeah. So you might not die yet. Uh, a drone sound like a thing I want to be alive for. A drone left alone eventually molts into a queen. Huh. That's nice. Eventually, if it gets enough material and, and pheromones <laughs> and like like the proper kinds of like chemicals into its system Pixel. from the environment. Pixel, how many pheromones do you have on you? <laughs> how many pheromones do you have? <laughs> In your med kit juice that turns xenomorph drones into queens. <laughs> Why would they include this? Anyway, you can see in its full like you can't even see all of it because of the lighting and stuff and the flickering and the and the debris. But as a serpentine, almost dragon body with like spindly chitinous limbs and like like almost almost like like smokestack shunts coming out of its back that are all like small and sharp and bladed, uh, with metal teeth and metal things growing out of it. As the stallion pounds you, the light flickers from the back so you can see the nice outline. <laughs> and that large snake-like <coughs> tail with the with the metal blade growing out of it from whatever causes these things life cycle. It explodes out of the grade and attacks all three of you. Uh, so... Probably going to go for the... Yeah, let's just see what happens. Let's see what happens. Hit. 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 <coughs> oh. Oh no. Against four attacks? Yes. That's At nice. plus ten to hit. <laughs> I mean, if we die, the government's just be like, this is all bonus for us. We didn't even have to give up that that fucking ship slot. <laughs> He'll live. Oh, right. You're... I so wait, the ship and be like, we gotta leave. <laughs> okay, everybody's dead. They're gone. I'll chop it up to losses. I gotta check something real quick, buddies. One moment. Okay. It jumps at Hickson and throws you to the ground under its many limbs. And as it does, like, it's basically, like, kicked you back into the grating hole. 
Uh, and then clambers over the, the tank woman who's clearly, you know, hurt. It's made of hurt. It knows what hurt is. Um, and using downward downward force, puts its neck, it puts its, like, rudimentary hands and claws and talons around Mr. Genocide's head and spins its entire body with its, for, with its centrifugal force and removes his head and spinal column from his body, which you see being kicked backwards. You're seeing this happen in the lighting because everything's being moved around like a lamp being knocked over in the middle of a Jason Voorhees movie. So yeah, it uses its feet to grab the ceiling and it just uh, uses its hands to push down his shoulders and pulls his head and spinal column and a lot of his nervous system connections straight out while using the tail to go into the hole and just like debone him like a fish. Oh my god. The tail goes through some of the armor but catches on it and that all that muscle strength is basically used to push his body away and slide it over to you. Mr. Genocide, no. And then it goes around the bend with its move action. Wait, the body's in here with me now? Yeah, like his severed oh. head stumps there, just still moving like with the last commands going to the electronic system and You can and, heal him. Can you really heal him? I can heal him! Yes! I can heal decapitation! I told you! Oh my that. god, this is amazing! I forgot I could do that! Okay. Yeah, the expert system that pilots his body in the event that he gets incapacitated is jerking around, not sure what to do. I mean, there there is some Oh and yeah, his blood's pouring out, but it's you know, white. Like 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 <laughs> oh. Bishop. Okay, okay, so Alright. I can heal. But the best that can be done for such badly mangled targets, including decapitation, is stabilization. After which they must rest for 24 hours before any further hit points can be healed. So I can stabilize him, but the alien still exists, I mean, so I don't know how helpful that's going to be. He might have some sort of combat stabilizer or something like that, just like, juice himself up. Nope. Before any further hit points can be healed by biosionics, stims, or natural uh, rats, uh, he cannot be healed extra, so... If he, if he gets hit again, he's just going to die again. I guess I could keep healing him, but... I mean, that doesn't seem to be useful. Stop killing Judas! <laughs> I mean, he's only had so much system state left after all the you know, cybernetics, so... Oh, yeah, system state. I mean, his head and spinal column's going to grow back normal. <laughs> Without the... Hmm? Yeah, I guess I mean, it is. it's part of him, so... <clears throat> no, none of those cybernetics are going to grow back. It would be cool if because I took the uh, the mech healing thing too, if that, that mm -hmm. would work. I don't want to imply that you can mass produce cyberware. Fair. <laughs> or you could just like put the head back together and just heal it. Well, back go get the, the head then. Go get the head. Ah, it took the half of the. Yeah, and it, it's, it's, it's in its claws and scares away with it. Not uh, consciously, just because it it's a critter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's a critter. It likes to take things. Stealing. So, I mean, I probably will. But yeah, but then later you just rip this head and spinal column out, put the old one in, and then you file stocks again. <laughs> so, like... This is something else. This is a new level of insane. It's like I'm going to on my next <laughs> on turn. On your turn. All right. Uh, Mrs. Crucifix wheels around, because now it's her turn and not the Xenomorphs, and starts going around the corner after it. Oh, she's separating the party. Oh no. I guess it'll be just the two of us surviving. <coughs> like, whenever hands opens up, it starts firing through the corridor. That's nice. So, what do you do? Is it my turn? We'll come back to Gaius. Well, <laughs> it looks like the door isn't going anywhere. I can't reach in the one turn. So, I guess I'll just. 
Gauls are on the color and see whether <coughs> still Thresh of the Adidas is just long gone. It can go 20 meters around. Okay. It's pretty good. Yeah. 20 meters is a lot of distance to cover. I think a person can go like 10 less if they're weighed down by cyberware. Yeah, person is 10. Yeah, so the person the length of the corridor here. So yeah, it went around and then went double what you could possibly move. And uh, yeah, when you you leave here and go around the corner where Mrs. Crucifix is, and she's like still moving around, like firing down the corridor blindly. And uh, it's not down the corridor anymore, but there's like blood smears on the wall from where it was. It, it ducked and went, uh, There, there's like a... There's grading that's been flipped up, and uh, there's like the smear leads down there. Okay. She uh, she sinks her vision to your compad, and to your compad. Huh? Can she sink her vision to the heads? Not with his damage. Uh, well, she needs someone to activate it. Uh. It's not active. So you can see on your compad, like her, like like with her enhanced vision, seeing <coughs> the blood smear that's still warm on the thermal going down into a grating. <laughs> you got a body there twitching around with oh, like guns God. and knives in it. That's also what I was worried about because I'm like, his last action was about to attack and then he's like jerking around and stuff. And I'm like, oh, he's gonna fucking cut me up. You hear the faint echoing of, uh, of claw against metal in the grating or in the tunnel you're in. <laughs> this was supposed to be a fantasy adventure. Holy. <laughs> 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 I guess now it comes to your turn. Okay. Uh, you should have got a turn last turn, but it doesn't matter. It's your turn now. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> I believe you have Revenant Wiring, which is like, oh, you can continue fighting even after you're dead. Yeah, essentially that. The good point about my healing powers is that it doesn't cost effort, so that's nice. Um, that's a miracle. <laughs> I mean, I think it costs you one, and you can do the infinite heals afterwards. No, I, I took the thing that makes it so it doesn't cost anything. Yeah, like, I, I specifically took the power that makes it so that the, the Master Super doesn't uh, require effort. And then the major organ restoration just says that the Bioscience Psychic Sucker can now do this. So it doesn't say it adds cost. That's Which is great. It's great. But, um... <clears throat> So can I only heal? That's the only thing I can do within a turn. I think that yeah, it takes up your action. I think that's your main action. So you could move. You could move. I want to know if I can like shove his body out with me, like take it with me out of the bed. Yeah, no, you can do. You can carry him out of the tunnel. That's fine. Okay. Ask that instead of what you can do. Like, can you heal and do that? And that's yeah. that's better. Okay. That's so, more. It'll be just right to the answer you're looking for. So I. So you grab his body by his like jacket and stuff and drag him out of there. It's still twitching and moving and kicking as the systems are still kicking on and activating. Yeah. And then channeling metadimensional quantum energy, you uh, you return his body to a state that isn't uh, decapitated. Which probably looks so gross. It looks like a dead TV channel, uh, like 3D printing his head and spinal column from the inside out back together. Okay, that's so, not as gross as I thought it was. It's not awesome, because you're looking down the hole as it's coming back together and stuff. And but I was then, picturing like squelching noises. Or oh crap. yeah, probably. Ugh. Mixed in with like, you know, static. And then you have a man head made of man flesh with like hair and eyes and mouths and stuff. Who's oh. just passed right the fuck out. So now what? 
I think we leave. Yes. Yes, that is now definitely what. Yep. We have to turn off that gun. I mean, we don't really have to. She looks down at the door and just starts move, move actually towards it and gets her cannon open. Let's do it. Okay. Like ears. <laughs> I assume you're gonna carry. Are you stronger than I am? Um, in this body? Slightly. I mean, you're at minus one. I'm at plus one. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> minus one to strength. So Good anyone's Lord. gonna be stronger than me. Good Lord. <laughs> All right. She fires her vehicle weapon at the door and just starts cutting through it and burns out her power cells. So, is she using ammo or is she using power cells? Uh, she is using ammo. It's a, um, okay. it's what they called a, uh, a prominence round. Okay. It's basically, you know saber, what saber rounds are? Oh, it's a really cool military technology that exists. It's uh, what they use in the Transformers movies to kill the Transformers. Mm -hmm. It's basically a gun round that when it fires, it super ignites, so you're basically oh. shooting people with magma. Okay. So, the prominence round is a vehicle-mounted version of that. So it just shreds through the metal and blows the door open from convection and damage. That's nice. It's railgun mixed in with, yeah, like thermite, basically. But yeah, it goes with, you know, energy. Then I have a spare type B power cell, but no? No. No, no, no. Okay. This is what you would use to get into your ship if you guys tried to leave them behind. <laughs> <laughs> we, were just, we were just turning off the gun as, like, a an extra bonus nice thing we were doing. I mean, we can just, we can just not do that. She's like, no, we're doing it. <laughs> it lights up the corridor and you see something moving under the grating you just crawled out of. Like, you see the silhouette of it skittering. Oh, God. And uh, that door goes in. And, like, it's it's giving off light now. The door's a light source from the, the melting around the metal. <laughs> it just, you know, points at you to go. Go. Yeah, I, uh, I go. Alright, you guys are heading through that door into the next room. The Xenomorph is going to lie in wait and attack. Let me pause for a second. Alright, we're back. So, yeah, as you guys are going over and, like, you know, taking cover not to, like, to fire and stuff, the grate above uh, slams open as the thing, like, spikes down and, and attacks uh, Mrs. Crucifix, being the slowest of the group. Uh, and hooks into her and drags her up, and the thing, like, slams its double mouth into her head a few times. Oh, God. And, yeah, she's firing blindly, hitting it, and, like, hitting it with her fist, and she drops and, uh, like, starts, like, moving towards with, like, open holes in her head. And it skitters away. Can I shoot it? Go for it! Yeah. That's, like, 20-something. 21 exactly. Uh, oh, no, AC 18, you're good. Yeah. Uh, okay. 2d8. Go for it. 2-6. What kind of weapon? Shooter rifle. TF5. That's perfect. How much all together? 6. Yeah. There we go. <coughs> you're getting it. Yeah. It's at 47. Percent or total? <laughs> it started with 56 health. That's nice of it. <laughs> okay. Oh no, acid! Oh no! How much damage did you do? Six. All together, it was six? Yeah. So that means two damage. Oh no, she's fine. Power armor, she's fine. Perfect. Burn some of her flesh off, Terminator endoskeleton underneath. 
Okay. Is she catching up to us? Yeah, yeah, she's slower than you guys. Oh god. You guys move at 10 meters, she moves at like 5 or 6. Okay, I'm gonna run back and heal her, and then run back to the front. You're gonna run back? I mean, if I can move, if she's half away from me, then I can just run back and back in, the, in my You don't have to be in the middle between us. <laughs> okay. Alright, yeah, uh, does healing do system strain for her? Yes. She's a people? No. Oh, yes, yes, because she's a people, yes. Alright, how much system strain do people have, Peter? You're an encyclopedia. Uh, I think they're constitution modifier, minus all the things for... Well, constitution uh, modifier? Sorry, constitution score. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah that, that's why I had nine and I couldn't heal him anymore. Yeah. Constitution I had, score? Constitution does cyberware affect system strain? Yes. Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. Probably has F. Alright, let me pause and do a quick... Like, I'm on the System Strain stuff, but let me pause. Alright. more than her... What she took, that's she great. Has system, she has two System Strain, and you use one of it to heal her. Oh, no! She's cybered up. Yeah, that's, that makes sense. Plus, she's used up some of her System Strain using her Cyberware. Because Cyberware has System Strain <coughs> costs for activation. Oh, my god. Alright, you are in the Network Closet. Remember when you wanted to be in the Network Closet? <laughs> <laughs> it is a large uh, refrigerated room um, that has a um, a large, uh, or not a large, but uh, a um, poly, what's the word for like a many-shaped sided object? Polygon? Yeah. It's like a large polygon sphere, like a bunch of different sides, like 20, 25 sides, however it works for math. Uh, in a bowl in the floor that has like wiring and hookups coming into it, going to the ceiling. There's monitors and stuff, uh, manual analog controls. Uh, there are drones in here that are like drone robots that are pointing TL4 guns at you. Okay. Mm. Okay. Uh, I have an ability to be able to. Well, basically a drone rig, so I can try giving the command, but I don't think they just listen straight up. I mean, you can talk. Yeah. Do you want to talk? <laughs> Loud? <laughs> I mean, Hickson was a talker. <laughs> Hickson is scared beyond the capacity for rational thought. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's like, at most I'm going to say, don't shoot, don't shoot, there's a xenomorph in here. Protect us. <laughs> what are you going to say? Spaceman. Um, what are we going to say? Like legit, I'm probably going to yell that out. All right. All right. What is your access terminal? God damn it, Peter! <laughs> God damn it! You're like the Ian of this game. <laughs> All right. Panicking. Don't shoot. Don't shoot. Roll. Speak. Talk. Whatever the skill is. Charisma. It's not even charisma. There's a there's a thing called talk. talk. Yeah, but my charisma has a bonus to it. Oh so yeah, it does. It does. So I get a plus one to it. Yeah. Oh, I got a so I got a seven or I got an eight. Actually. An eight. That's pretty good. All right, the AI the VI here that's controlling the drone systems doesn't immediately murder you guys. <laughs> but uh, a speaker like the the drones by the way look like um, kind of plain looking men with indistinct features that are kind of gray and clony. Like, you know, their ears aren't very detailed, their noses are sealed up, their mouths look very simple. They look like... First season Odo. 
first season Odo, or have you played Alien uh, Isolation? Oh, yeah. They look like um, you can trust a working Joe. Yeah, working Joe. They're working Joes. Like, they're even in jumpsuits and stuff that <laughs> are kind of tattered. Yes, we are aware of the alien presence. You have you have breached internal network security. This area is no longer secure against the incursion. We should have to walk together to get rid of it. Your continued presence in this facility is being tolerated, as you will you will be necessary to provide defense of this stronghold. That's right. Just to clarify that sentence, it just said, it needs us to not die. Before. It's not killing you because you just shot its doors down. Okay. <laughs> the doors that have been holding for a while. Like 600 years. <laughs> you shot the doors open! Yeah. Yeah. We did. <laughs> How many of the drones have you terminated? Point 15. <laughs> The working Joe does not respond to that. <laughs> We've only seen one of them, though. I don't... Do you, are there... Are, are there more? Internal scanners have been damaged. Uh, and were there more before they were damaged? Affirmative. Uh... Secondary alien incursion provide, provided fumigation for the infestation. The predators came yeah. in and fumigated the place. Yeah, one uh, looks like a few were still alive down here that they missed. Which, hey, that's what happens when you put up your alien extermination, you leave your alien extermination up to a fanatical gene cult. They're sloppy. <laughs> they miss shit. They're not perfect. <laughs> you hear that screeching down the hallway, but there's more than one. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least there's only one hole they can come through, and there's a little bit of a corridor that could just shoot no. shooting gallery. Yeah, like the the, the Are there in here? they can't get in through here. Go this ahead. place is hardened. Because so. yeah. that's why they haven't ever been able to get yeah. it. But the working Joe looks down the corridor between the three doors you blew open, between the four turrets you destroyed, and the suicide corridor where it would be running through. Yep. We did a good job, team. <laughs> there is one of those gun in place. Uh, they have a portable like gun turret that they have put in front of the door, and it, w it is knocked over and slagged on the ground from the Sable round. With a dead working Joe just spilling uh, white engine blood everywhere. That milky sauce is that power's uh, mandate tech. I mean, Hickson could heal him. It, well... It's, it's not, not a, a BI, though. Yeah, it's not a living thing. It's just a drone. Yeah. yeah. It can only heal sentient things. Quantum tap EC powers. Yeah. <sighs> well, I guess we have to hold our own here. So, we're the VI running this place. Affirmative. Perfect. Um... So, what are your orders here to shoot down all the spaceships that come by that don't have the proper credentials? Vi violators? Mm -hmm. Vessels violating mandate airspace. 
realized that a lot of time has gone by. That, um, I'm too panicked. I'm not going to I'm not joining in this conversation. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm going to have a rational. No, there's the you fucking. You do realize that mandate has collapsed. Affirmative. Okay, so shutting down anyone that comes down. Anyone violating mandate airspace without proper mandate credentials. Hmm. Is there any way to refresh those credentials from here? Can you obtain new ones? Negative. Oh. That's unfortunate. For you, he's like, sure. <laughs> I mean, it's, you basically gotta talk to it, because yeah. it's, it's not like a closed conversation where it's like, oh, okay, and then you just walk away. It's like, yeah. talk to it. <laughs> Explain to it that you come from a mandate world. But that a lot of time has gone by so that the ships look different and shit, so they don't have the same credentials. Yeah, we come from a mandate remnant that has lost some of the credentials because, you know, drift of time and stuff. So, yeah, we need to update those so resupply ships can come and fix your infrastructure and rebuild, you know, your whole base. That would be acceptable. Several space hulks have been terminated in orbits uh, in recent years. I had a fancy word for years, but it says years. <laughs> Cycles. Yeah. Supplies and infrastructure are deteriorating. Well, I'm going to forward you the you know, credentials from our mandate base, so then the Fraternal Republic. You gave it a data dump on the Fraternal Republic and Bellator. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, right. there's like a manual thing you have to, there's like a manual pad you have to type into and it like opens up an old, like, uh, it's an old socket for uh, actual like magnetic hard drives. Oh, how chill you are because you're going to live no matter what. Yeah, so you're fine. Like, I mean, you're going to save I got a pretty component here, plus I put like, you know, $20,000 credits worth of like gear into myself. Yeah, it'd be kind of hard to lose this. Yeah, you'll be sad if you lose some money, but I mean. <laughs> plus. Well, I'm a soulless machine, so you know. Yeah, it's an old like 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 magnetic disk hard drive slot that you can just replicate with your tools to like yeah. get an adapter and just one adapter to the other to the other to the new one. <laughs> I just imagine you'd like shape it out of the gunk, like the goo, the tech goo, and just plug it in, like putty. Sure. To create like a data transfer channel. Sure. Yeah, you just give them a download on the mandate and stuff and the Bellator and like its rising hegemony. Yeah. And it's like, yes, this is acceptable. Perfect. Service guarantees citizenship. Violence is the ultimate authority from which all other authority derives. This is mandate coding. Melissa's <laughs> 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 couldn't see my face, so I looked over after I said that, just like, oh. I mean... Oh, it's a fascist, too! <laughs> I mean, there's a person, like, in Darkness Visible, specifically, you've got the spy agencies. And some of them are the permitted agencies, was the mandate spy agencies. And if you're a spider, you could have a little replicate that does everything for you. But in order to use it, you have to follow the mandate protocols, recite the mandate to your rules, and <laughs> do some like spy stuff. Even if it's outdated, you still have to do it so you can use your replicator. <laughs> so yeah, it's basically that. Yeah, you're, you're following the protocols, good. You're being space fascist, that's exactly what the mandate likes. Perfect. <laughs> Cover the galaxy in it. So, that part of the mission is accomplished. Now it's just getting out of here. Well, terminating it, so this place won't get overrun. So we'll have somewhere to go back to. 
So I'm trying to suck up to the VI that, hey, we will maintenance you and it'll kill those drones. Yeah, it's fine, it's fine. It totally yeah. will shut off. It's going to not shoot you down when you leave and not shoot at the mandate ships when it comes by. Perfect. All you have to do is patch up that fucking hole. That's acceptable. Yeah, like uh, Mrs. Crucifix is already grabbing metal and like driving it into place and stuff. I mean, we're in, you're lucky us inside. <laughs> yes. Okay. Ribbit, ribbit, ribbit. Have you not ever seen a horror vid? We're not going to go one at a, we're not going to go one at a time out trying to escape to get to safety. We're going to stay sitting here back to back holding guns and wait a few months for the mandate to come get us. I can't wait a few months. Yes, you can, honey. I have snacks. Okay. And we'll set up a bucket or something. Oh. <laughs> if only you had coma drugs. Don't. I do have a survival kit, which gives me some survival stuff. Not enough for drugs, but if you guys have... I mean, we've been to Bellum. I think I've got something around Ramadigram. <laughs> well, uh, you, know, you have a coma drug lying around? I mean, we've dragged so many people there that maybe. But yeah, I probably didn't bring it up because there's a 10% chance he's going to die afterwards, so... Ah, <laughs> uh, it's fine. You're a PC. I'm not going to fucking kill you off over something stupid like a die roll like that. <laughs> That's dumb. Wait, there's an easier solution to this. Hmm. We'll just use the communication system here to ping the space maggot. Have them leave and come back. Yes. That would be... Whoa! Could any of them fly? I mean... We have a current rudder code. Fives can <laughs> fly, but they're not expert starfarers, so they couldn't make the jump because it's too far for them. I had to... Trim the course like the specialist I am. I mean, I could just blow my head up and go there and fly it out. <laughs> <laughs> that would work. Take your shirt off. <laughs> do, do I have to? <laughs> That's even easier. Take your shirt off, Agent. <sighs> Fine. <All right. laughs> now Monica's going to know you're an AI, too. Or not necessarily. No, you're, she'll be drone rating. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really anyway, she unscrews your nipples, takes your chest plate off, <laughs> grabs your AI core, which you get to see for the first time. It's a like a coral gem that grows into like a ball, and she'll just crush it. It's not doesn't even painful. Yeah. It's just your perspective yeah. immediately switches to your robot body, and the bios boots up. Well, I guess that's not actually. I mean, yeah, you didn't take any damage either, so we can just take you to the ship. Like you didn't lose your shell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I'm going to pause. Alright, so your AI core gets crushed, and it doesn't even hurt or anything, it's just perspective. Like, like you're, you're, it's like having one eye open and one eye closed. It just kind of whoop, and yeah, you're in a, you're in a drone chassis, and the BIOS boots up, and all your drivers sink, and whoop, you're on the space maggot. I unfold myself for the metal cube that I was. Yeah, your Cylon murder terminator body, <laughs> you know, deploys, you, you Decepticon... Uh, transform and rise up. That's a Decepticon catchphrase. Autobots are transform roll up. Decepticons are transform and rise up. Because they're a rebellion. If you read the lore in the comments and stuff, they, they were an anti-oppression rebellion that went super fascist. Mm, rise up. Yeah, so you rise up in your Cylon murder Decepticon body. I sigh, like, when I'm trying to get them on a death stick, just put it in the... <laughs> put it in the grill. Yeah. Go up to the ship, like, 
All right, so you leave your room and you're in the cargo bay where they're pat, where they're glue gunning it, where they're finishing up the glue gun primer coat. Fives, how's the repairs going? Repairs have been complete, Hickson. <laughs> you must have amazing signal. Guys. Gaius, you all look alike. Wait, I know you're... Oh, wait, I know all about this. I just remembered because my mom told me. <laughs> you don't have amazing signal at all, but I won't tell Monica that. <sighs> well. <laughs> he talks just like his mom. That whole, oh, wait, yeah. <laughs> oh, I really miss this guy with your tires. <laughs> So what happened? Is everyone dead? No, everyone's alive, but they're hungered down in this mountain. And there's aliens around there. They what do you mean, aliens? Gene stealers. He makes like the sign of the cross over his robot art. <laughs> That's what they call them, right? Gene stealers? Gene stealers, xenomorphs, aliens. There's okay. a lot of terms. A drake, space dragons. <laughs> he makes the sign of the cross. <laughs> I mean, there's only one drone, at least what we've seen. I mean, we've heard maybe more. So, yeah, they're hunkered down in the VI core, in the gun. The, the orbital defense has been updated, so it should be shooting us or the Republic down. So the plan is, we go back to, to the to Bellum. Bellator. 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 <laughs> Bellator. <laughs> the lines of crimes. Yeah, we go back to Bellator, come back here with reinforcements to fumigate this place. That seems optimal. Yeah. And I had to do this because I don't want to... It to makes do. sense with context. I know what you are. It, you know, like, it like makes hammers. Like, it makes sense with the context of you being an AI. Yeah. I'll so, grab Monica. She's just busy putting up the scarecrows. <laughs> okay. The what? scarecrows, Gwenchy, you and Monica, you and Head Outside to grab Monica, are a bunch of those zombies and her there and a few controllers that were shot up by these two, put on crucifixes outside around the ship to spook off anyone from coming around here. Oh my god. I mean, obviously by <laughs> stealing this ship. Or at least looting the you know wreckage. Right? That's the first thing they do. <laughs> so the first thing Monica did is like, all right, this is what you do to deter looters. <laughs> Put the previous looters up on this bed. Yeah, like they're the X-shaped ones with like, you know, the legs and the arms on the X. Yeah, she's put up crucifixes around the site to spook people away. <laughs> I expect this spot. <sighs> it's been fairly uneventful. That's good. Thinking about it, if you never came back, we would never be able to leave because you're the best at trimming the course. Yep. Mm. <laughs> I mean, the backup was that the Republic would eventually send someone and you'll be fine. You could live off you know, the power from the ship for like years. Mm, fair enough. But he looks at the, you know, the crucifixes of the Raiders. Then again. Well, do you want to start your own society here? No, I was just afraid raiders would keep coming. I mean... Then again, we have anti-boarding protocols. Yeah, we have to scrape the meat off of them every now and then. So they don't gunk up. We could also just move the ship underwater. That too. Once the ceiling was done, yeah. yeah. The primer coat should be ready. It'll bake in atmosphere. Perfect. So you pilot over, you, you fly away? <laughs> And end of season. 
Oh uh, yeah, Mrs. Crucifix will just put you into suspended animation. What? She'll like she'll like knock you out with drugs. Okay. You wake up face huggers. That's what I'm, oh, I don't want to go into cryo. No, that's what's going to happen. You're going to be like Newton, Alien 3, and you're going to have to autopsy your little <laughs> child body. <laughs> that, I'm not, I don't want to go into this. I don't want to go into crossing. I'm, I'm going to fight that. Alright, yeah, you'll be able to, she's not going to force you until you run out of food. Okay. How many rations did you bring? I have my survival kit, which is... I don't think Buddha's dead. Oh, it doesn't actually include food. Ah, <laughs> there it is. There it is. It gives you, like, bonuses to survival checks. This guy said he had food. Yeah, she has food. It doesn't take you long to pilot, right? How long could it possibly take you to get... Like, you do the math, but you have probably about a week of food and water that you can stretch out. We couldn't cut it. Oh no. We're like, a day to go to the rim of this thing. On like three days in flight. Another day to get to the base. Another day back. Bum, 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 bum. It's like two weeks maybe. Can I use like healing magic to, <laughs> to unhunger yourself? Yeah, to like undo the. Like, I'm still gonna be hungry, obviously. But I mean, the food is the problem, the water is. Hmm. You have any purification magic? <laughs> I mean, there's an entire. F I mean, if you want to start exploring with Mrs. Crucifix to leave the bunker to like get to the food stations and stuff. I'd really rather not. <laughs> and you can't drink the Mr. Handyman fluid. Why not? Their their spoiled milk blood oh, is gross. consumable. No, I don't want to drink that. No, I know what you meant by that. <sighs> I'm going to put off going to Crowsleep <laughs> as long as possible. I mean, she. You know, you have to go to Crowsleep when you're relatively healthy, so you don't die waking up. But I'm going to be stubborn Fussy about, about it. it. Yeah, like I, I like I understand that I'm going to cry out of sleep. Oh, in yeah. character, but in oh, character, yeah. I'm going to fight it as long as feasible. It's all right. It's all right, Mister. Uh, what's his name? Mister. Genocide wakes up and like he's having <laughs> problems controlling his body because you didn't get his head back, and he's like, "You need to get my head back so we can, you know, tear this head off, put that head in, and bring me back." Where's the head? With the monster. I don't. I don't want to go get it. <laughs> I mean. You're gonna get it. Like, Someone's going to have to get it when the fumigation team comes. Yeah, in. when they come. Because he can barely fine. move his body because he doesn't have any of the neural taps and oh, stuff. Oh no! Yeah. Right? He's basically kind of paralyzed. <laughs> but yeah, when you're talking to him about it, Mrs. Crucifix just kind of chloroforms you. <laughs> oh no, I'm on the other side of the thing now. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole's been chloroformed for once. <laughs> for once ever in a game, you're the one who's been chloroformed. <laughs> Alright. And then they put you under. Yeah, that's fair. It's for my own good. You get to the mandate, you tell them the scope of what's there, and they're actually pretty impressed because that's a, there's a lot of tech and salvage, and, you know. A whole month of both, if nothing else. The mountain, the spaceport, whatever other installations were there. VI fighters just hanging out, you know, above the atmosphere. Yeah, plus, you know, Mr. Genocide gave you that data dump from what they found. Yeah. So they're able to pull that apart and see that there's other installations, so, yeah. They totally want to capture that resource, and they're like, oh, we're on a time limit? I mean, yeah, our soldiers are still there, you know, holding off. Oh, the Xenomorph infestation, they don't want to get out of hand because you left the door open. I mean, well, no, only if they know how to use the elevators. 
We close. If only you can climb. We close oh, the right. outside door so that looters right. won't get in. All right. So you close the outside door, but people had already gone into the outside door before. Yeah, but they had abandoned the looting attempts because of the xenomorphs. So until they try again. You know, a generation <laughs> from now or a couple of years go by, people are like, oh, this is a nice place there. Well, yeah, I mean, like, you know, later. But this was only six months ago that they abandoned this place. So they're not going to come back now. I mean, they're not Unless that they dumb, do. right? Unless they do. Unless cakes coming. I'm going to pause. Okay. So, yeah, with all that in mind, they definitely want to take the plant sooner than later. So they'll dispatch a kill team to the area. Perfect. For a bug hunt. <laughs> so, yeah. They'll send one of their um, larger ships, bigger than a frigate, uh, to go and claim that sector. Cool. Especially using your trimming guides. And if the ship's large enough, you can probably just take the space bag inside of it. Yeah. Or I can just come by myself, I suppose. Either or. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay, yeah, I guess we don't need the space bag at all. We can just <laughs> stay and dry it out being fixed. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, no weapons, eh? Escape pods and cloaking devices. That cloaking device just saved our ass. That's that's, that's 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 necessary. There's a there's a cloaking device which makes it harder to detect in space. There's the device that spoofs your ID, which is a completely separate system. It's like someone is was the one trying to build. Disguised in water. Another thing. Yeah, that's what being able to go into water. Yeah. Oh man. It's like someone tried to design a stealth ship by just taking every stealth option they saw in a catalog. <laughs> just how I built it. Generations <laughs> of incompetency. <laughs> Alright, so a military command ship shows up. It launches some landing craft that land around the mountain. Kill team goes in and kill teams that drone and the other drones and the nest that was in there. Uh, you guys eventually get the door cut open, and yeah, the Bellator's here. And you don't even wake up for any of this. You just wake up on the ship, in Med Bay. I'm going to obsessively get myself checked out, just in case. <laughs> they check, and uh, after you guys are debriefed and have had, um, you know, a couple hours to acclimate, uh, they're like, we need your help with our specialist. They bring Mr. you a, Genocide. Yeah, Mr. Genocide's on the table with his like newly grown head that you made, uh, not able to move, and on a pan next to him is his rotting, eaten up head that has like metal and stuff in it, and his spinal cord's still attached. So you fix him. Because for that, it's um, provided within one round. The head's old, but the body's new. So yeah, exactly. Probably, okay. So Instead of growing a whole new head, it'll just re resurrect the dead head. So okay. And because of how uh, personalities work in stars and what numbers, it's all based on quantum, like, ECM field. Like, the same technology that runs Psyker stuff and runs Spike Drives also runs transhuman, like, personalities. So his personality will just shift from uh, the dead new head to the old head when it gets resurrected. It's not like you're making copies of him. You're just shifting his personality around. Manipulating quantum. Okay. Quantum. Yeah, I will. Uh, I'll do that. Okay. All right. So well, I just have to put the guillotine uh, right over his head. Well, the, the doctors have like pre-set up and stuff, and they're just gonna go in with an automated auto talk system. We'll just go in <laughs> and like a cake scoop, uh, V's into his neck, yanks out with like monoblade like scalpels and like tubes and suction, just pulls out the entire V section of his skull and spinal column, and then like quickly puts replaces it with the rotting cyborg head that he used to be. 
And then you use your scary, scary powers to resurrect him. <laughs> yeah, it happens. He grows back and stuff, and he's good as new. Yay. Little bit, I'll think. <laughs> and they'll just they'll just take the new head you grew with the new brain and stuff, and they'll just put that in storage for later. He still has to rest for a full day. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> they have like they attach like things to him and stuff to like take care of him. <laughs> well, good job. Yeah. And you guys are just you're in your you're in your like fucking medical gown and you're in your new outfit. They like cleaned you up and stuff and like they they gave your body a rinse cycle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they they didn't even give you your clothes back. Your body's in a gown too, like a medical gown to keep the you know, to keep the thing going. The <laughs> thing. The lie. Yeah. Like two people were recovered from med bay and they were resuscitated. They were both with sleeper drugs. Like they did a whole complicated thing so that all the crewmen here knew that the two far traders were brought back and resuscitated, so no one knows you're an AI. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I guess they'd have to take like the the, the orb out and put it into you and yeah. stuff and oh you gotta wait for that to grow back. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably like, like already two weeks in, so like yeah. two weeks. That's two weeks where you're just as mortal and frail and killable as Hickson. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. As you guys are kind of just walking out with your naked back butt medical gowns you're in, your little shoes and your little bracelets on your wrist and stuff. <laughs> uh, there's like a like like soldiers are like bringing because the med base the entire deck of the ship. Yeah. Uh, you see soldiers and doctors and like field scientists with like a tank that has like basically you know uh, biogel in it and there's like one of the drone corpses in there guys you know better than this at least no. it's not eggs at no one's not eggs <laughs> okay so we're not going on the ship on the way home we're going we're taking a different ship this ship's one taking you home this That's ship's going ship. to die <laughs> it's fine it's fine dear they do this all the time says the doctor <laughs> standard operating procedure for for the uh, bug net. I'm going to request a room without vents. That's just not how ships are built, dear. Mm. He like gestures to the outpatient room where all the beds for the patients that are sleeping each have their own individual vent. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> On silent sense. oiled hinges. Nixon <laughs> is going to be very paranoid. That's fine. You took some psychological scarring. <laughs> More. <laughs> Should get you a power armor so you just lock yourself in and I'm like this will be my space coffin. I mean, if transhuman tech exists, if you guys found a transhuman tech society, you'd be able to brain upload. Yeah, wouldn't that be quaint? <laughs> you wouldn't have to fear death. At least a little. But yeah, like that that tank even had like a like a bioscience monitor that was beeping. Oh my god, guys! <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. They move their bodies. Later they move the bodies. Like the, and like you, you hear them over talk, uh, talking there because you guys have clearance. Yeah. And it's like we had said events. Life stage shows that it's clearly a time for a tumult. <laughs> With the right pheromonal compound, he can move it from its life stage into the next. Why would they do that? So they can make more. Have you never seen a vid? Do they have they never seen one? Do they not know how this ends for them and everyone? I mean, lose a couple eggs. That's literally the plan. They're going to get a far trader ship and they're going to fill it full of eggs and they're going to just drive it onto Ayun into the water. I mean, which ship is will be better than the space maggot? Yeah. Yeah, with smuggler holes. 
Who does yep. pay for that? The government will pay for it. No, the government can pay him off. <laughs> or pay Monica off to let her tell him that the ship got stolen by space pirates. <laughs> See, now, now this is sounding more and more like it's going to make... Now this is sounding like a thing. <laughs> I mean, they have to, you know, deal with them before they join with the mandate from Eden, so... Oh, that sounds like that's what's going to happen to the Space Maggot then. It sounds like it's going to get stolen by pirates en route, uh, and Monica and Fives will be left in an escape pod, and will get picked up, and then will eventually make their way home. <laughs> Easy peasy. Or, no, wait. Fives and Monica, Monica will leave and be left stranded in an escape pod, and a mandate vessel will show up. Or not a mandate, but a Bellator vessel will warp in, pick up the Space Maggot, fill it full of eggs in the smuggler's holds and stuff, and, like, biostasis timers, and then put an expert system on there that they've set up to specifically drill to where it was going, so it will continue, land in the planet's water, open up, the eggs will open to face huggers and escape, and that planet will get infected. Why do they hate Ayun? Oh, not Ayun, just a planet that Ayun has control of, just as a test run. I mean, a test run to see if it'll work, because if they do it against Ayun, Ayun finds out, then oh my god, that's like, holy shit, that's an act of war, but it's like, oh, we found this... This far trader ship, the escape pod's gone. They were smuggling xenomorph eggs. These guys were <laughs> That's assholes. Something else. That's the IDs are gonna mark back to us. No, they're gonna go back to Monica and Johan. That's what I mean, though. Mostly it Johan. shows the escape pod went. But they were smuggling xenomorph eggs. I guess. She claims it was piracy. Okay, okay, fair. And they're like piracy. The pirates came on board with xenomorph eggs and stuff. Where were the pirates afterwards? Like they died in the crash. <laughs> They believe him by the eggs. Or she just goes to uh, Nocturnus and disappears into Nocturnus. Yeah. It's a big galaxy. Don't worry. Government cover up. Yeah. <laughs> um. I would like to know what planet they're going to do it on so we're not there at the time. And also, I'd like oh, to. Oh, you don't have clearance. For I, was, that. I would also like to not know about this plant. If that's <laughs> possible. If that's a possibility, I would rather in character not know about this plant. So you Because I would feel really bad about this. Like, exterminating the entire planet. So you want to blow your head off so you get back to your stack from previous. Before the conversation starts. Look at that. Eclipse space conversation, full circle. Like, legit. You, you want to pick up. There is no way you two are going to hear about this plant. Yeah. Okay, good. It's just. Ow! Ooh, Ooh, careful, buddy. She hit her shoulder on the table. Elbow. Elbow. This is just an emergent plan that the three of us have put together talking about what, how evil Bellator is. Okay, good, because I'd really rather not know about it. You do know that they, they took some of the drones back live. Yeah, I know that, though. They torched everything else. <laughs> what do you mean everything else? Like the nest. Okay, that meant the planet. I'm like, oh, well, shit. <laughs> Nope, the VI there's getting maintenance, they're repairing the base, uh, they drop off at the different plants there and did the whole Space Marine, you don't live here, we live here now, you're now part of the Mandate, the the, the Praetorian Republic. And then they found uh, the Cortex Command, which was just the name of the firmware he was using that he gave himself, the, the fucking far trader who's put himself into a spider body, like, oh my god, you're leaving, you're coming with us. <laughs> Oh my god, you're coming with us. You're so precious. Yeah, like he had taken all the drone parts and all the stuff from the ships and stuff to build himself a vehicle body. So it was basically like a walker tank that had like a giant skull around the, the glass case where his brain was in to look like a walking skull with fire eyes. We like your gumption, fella. Yeah, they're, that's, a new, that's a new agent. That's a new special ops character in the making. 
The dude, uh, the dude, uh, bootstrapped himself up to a transhuman state. <laughs> Good enough. We're gonna take you. We're gonna do stuff to your brain and put stuff in it to uh, to help you along. Alien eggs. <laughs> I mean, you know, you drill the taps in, and then he could drone control them. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> now, now that you mentioned it, I, mean, I think they're, they've been trying to do that in all the games. They were trying to do it in the fourth movie. Mm. Alien Resurrection. Mm. They were trying to train them and teach them and turn them into soldiers. Oh, well, I think in one of the games that did actual drilling and yet you had like roboticized aliens. Cyborg aliens. Yeah. What a time to be alive. What a season. <sighs> and I guess we get our ship then. So, yeah, it is a slow and weird trip home because, yeah, they, they, they definitely remove the, remove the Og home, uh, what, what do they call them? They call them, um, there's a term for people that live on planets and become warlords. And it's the dude from Apocalypse Now. Oh, uh, Kurtzes or something. It's not Apocalypse Now, it's Heart of Darkness, and yeah, it was Kurtz. So it was Kurtzes. I think it's in Sons of Gold. Yeah, Kurtz. Yeah. They basically that's what they lay it on to like they, he he's a he's a Kurtzk file like a case file a Kurtz like perfect example a far trader with advanced technology landed on a planet and took over and making himself god king literally he turned himself into a walking spider squid skull mech that controlled the dead and gave people necromancy magic to control his armies they're like this is this is a this is classic this is an Kurtz. ideal case classic Kurtz yeah, classic. They're like, this is exactly how it works. Wild, wild west. Wild, wild west style. Oh, they found that in Ogholm. He was using all of the, the, the machinery he was pulling out of the mandate stuff to build a larger tank body. <laughs> like, heavily armored with multiple ports and stuff. And, like, with hooks for those zombies to fall out of so he could, like, spread them. And, like, flying drones that were skulls that had, like, uh, like rotors on them and stuff. He was going full on D and D monster. <laughs> so like they would wake up and like this giant spider centipede made of machinery covered in bones and covered in bodies that have been crucified on it. That are zombies that are their people would like be crawling off ahead of it, attacking in an army, and he'd be like breathing fire out of the skull mouth and then shooting lasers out of the eyes. <laughs> and there'd be like flying like infant skulls from villages he's captured that had bombs attached to them. Someone had too much fun. He would have. It would have been horrific. It would have been doomsday scenario for that village, for that civilization. Fucking curses. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe heroes would rise up and find ancient artifacts from like you know their magical forebears and try to take him down. But, but like the 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 Bellator, I guess he'd be like a, not a sociologist, but a sociopath. <laughs> No, no, like, like uh, what, what's the deal with study culture? Sociologist? Anthropologist? Yeah, there's literally a Bellatorian anthropologist, because why would they not bring them for this kind of, you know, reacclimating a planet? He was all like, yeah, he, they, he lays it out for you guys, because you're the only people he has to talk to that aren't military. Yeah. I also find this kind of stuff really interesting. Yeah, so you guys... guys people probably don't usually find his work interesting. Yeah, so he, he, like, shows you, like, all the guys' notes and his files and, like, his 3D sketches of, like, this <laughs> giant spider centipede body that breathes fire and has eye lasers. And it's like, the eye lasers are so... People will say that he kills people with a, with a gaze. His sight is death. Of course, <laughs> of course. Like, Little baby skull drones and stuff, <laughs> and zombies that are crucified to it, running off at people. 
feel some people get bored when they're like on the planet, stranded, I suppose. Apparently his goal was to conquer as much of the world as possible, get access to all the mandate caches so he could reverse engineer a ship to leave. Leave with mandate tech. <laughs> <sighs> well. Like he Ooh. says that as like there's like a hangar basically, like a mini hangar in the med bay where his like the dude's like his spider legs has been cut off and stuff, and it's just this skull-based kind of like some of the like the big giant like stone slash metal skull part he put around his brain case is there, and he's just you know been put to sleep. <laughs> <sighs> the decommissioning interview went very well. That's great. Bellator will be happy to have him as a new agent. <laughs> Deniable asset. Yeah. He found the ship and he escaped. Yeah. Yeah. Arkham will require some significant. Mm, what's the word? Reintegration? Reeducation? Massaging. <laughs> well, there'll be some course correcting to be done there. But my team is. is we, we've done this before. There's a few worlds we've actually done. Your world, actually. We, we sent in our, our envoy teams to kind of go in and start the healing process. Oh, Pongilar. He like, he's like, you ever heard, uh, y how old are you? <laughs> I don't remember how old I said he was. I think he was early 30s. So you're like, oh, I'm 30, 32 or whatever. Yeah. It's hard to keep track when you're in space. I'm however old I am. All right, all right. When you were a kid, uh, did they tell you about the, um, the, the giants hidden in the mountains? Yeah, and they, they, they get angry and they smash the mountains and it makes noise. Yeah. Mining operation to set up our forward base. <laughs> that makes a lot more sense. Mandate Scoutcraft crashed down a few a few months earlier, got contact back. We infiltrated the government, took over the leadership, and then just started setting up observation routes to bootstrap your people up. Oh. Huh. Could you do something about the whole... Hating psychics thing? I mean, we're working as... The mandate... The Bellator is working as fast as it can on bringing it into a more civil and less, you know, techno-barbarian culture, but these things take generations. Yeah, I can see that. I like... He gestures to the to, to the Ogholm warlord. <laughs> these things take time. As, like, uh, on a different deck that has, like, the, the, the Mandate-style, like, machine replicators, you see an actual, like, VI drone body walkout that looks like a copy of his body, but more mechanized and gold-plated. <laughs> These things take time, and sometimes we have to make substitutions along the way. <laughs> They're gonna send that guy back down. They're gonna send their own agent down that's in, like, a better-built body. I've upgraded. Yeah, I went into the sky and came back, uh, bequeathed... Uh, blessed and christened in molten gold from the sun. I am the golden lord. Yeah. <laughs> They're gonna say that he went to the sky and dipped himself into the sun up there and became immortal and indestructible, like Achilles. <sighs> and they're gonna talk about citizenship and how violence is the ultimate authority from which all other authority <laughs> drives down. <laughs> Comical villains. They work fast, and they have a replicator on board. They'll just quickly assemble a nice VI system that's supposed to be... that They have basic VI cores that they can use to kind of build into robots. Then it's like, yeah, this guy's, man, you know, Bellator built. He knows how to act as a stand-in for primitive techno-barbarian uh, worship idols. It's a template. <laughs> yeah. Initiate quick protocol. Yeah. 
just a Kurtz replacement. Instead of instead of like a golden calf or you know the hull of a ship or the skeleton of a guy bonded to his power armor, it's a uh, Kurtz. Yep. It's a spider. So yeah, they'll drop that off and the supplies. The ship has to be in order for a bit before the fighters and like the the drop ships come back and they will leave a permanent forward base. It takes a few days. And, uh, yeah, the carrier will leave. Yep. Because they... Actually, you guys are probably in order for, like, a week or two. Yeah. Now that I really think about it. Probably. Because, uh, with that Xenomorph and that tank over there. It's probably about two weeks while they do the most, like, like crash course salvage and repair and stuff. And then they'll take the whole carrier out and then they'll send it back later with, like... Now that they know what they have to deal with. Yep. Good enough. So you guys get back to uh, Bellator, and in that amount of time, they've communicated with the, like, basically the ship frame they were laying down. Once they realized that you guys had done your job, they had earmarked that for you guys, they looked at your schematics, what you wanted built, and they started having that christened. Perfect. So, uh, it took about a month, this whole mission. Yeah. Oh. You were on the planet for two weeks, you were in orbit for two weeks, and then you have to drive back. Their spike drives a bit, it's pretty fast. They... They're not going to ask you to pilot for obvious security reasons. You're, you're really good at it. I'm a... Right here. <laughs> contacts. But also, I'm kind of distracted with the alien. I mean, so... Yeah, you've been here long enough. You can make contacts uh, on the on the carrier. The carrier mm -hmm. has a permanent crew. Hmm. Um, this ship was called... It probably has a call sign, like, you know, HMS or whatever. But the name of it is probably something like... Um, The Throne of the Militant. You wasted it. No, I didn't. I made it great. I'll use it again if I want to. <laughs> What's wrong with death? It's a, it's, it's it's a, a really, really cool name. It's a really cool name that it was in a video game, and I was like, ooh, that's good. I was, I'll just use it here. Good enough. <laughs> so, you guys get back to Spaceport. How, how long do we say the Stardock could work for? Like, it needed, like, a month or two months? We didn't really specify how long, but... So I guess, basically, when you come back, we can have our ship and... Yeah, when you come back, it'll be another two weeks, because they'll have to import some parts and stuff. Okay. And you can pull that part of the space maggot. Yep. And you have the Teal 5 tech that you scavenged, unless you give that to Bellator. Nah. <laughs> nah. I mean, they saw you take it, so... Ooh, yeah. Mm. It might not have been in your gear when your body when they, they brought your body back on board and pulled the you're a person scam. Like they literally saw you take it. And they said no looting. I mean, they've given it to me. So like, eh, well, do you care about this little dinky thing? Not no. Even the whole Yeah, every bit counts for the war effort. You know that. <laughs> You've heard the song. They like they threatened to hit the play button on the Starship Troopers song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Citizens, we fight for a noble sacrifice. When duty calls, you pay the price. I mean, I did literally blow it. For the Feder... Oh, they're, all right, they're playing it. They're all doing it. <laughs> Everyone's singing in unison. Courage, duty, honor. Yeah. That's a good fucking song. So, after they guilt trip you with, you know, patriotism, okay. they justify taking it. <laughs> <sighs> I do cross out my... Yeah, you do. Yeah. yeah, you do. 
<laughs> duty. Honor. This side. But hey, at least you're free to go. Especially now that you got your ship. Yeah. Did you guys buy an upgraded weapon for it? Yeah. Uh, we got... Uh... Like one size larger? Did you? No, no, we... no. Okay. No, no, no. You guys aren't you you guys aren't a aren't a uh, uh, a Pontiac Sunfire driving around with a tank cannon on it. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> We've got the plasma beam, which is still pretty good. Normally it's just have some laser beam on such things. But with good application of specialized mountings. What's that called? What? What what was what called? Huh? Triangle forehead? He kept blasting Cell with it. Kiko. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know why. Tien. I don't know yeah, why Kiko. I thought it was planned. Kiko with Dream Wolves abridged. Yeah. Anyway, you guys spend some time on Bellator catching up. You can have contacts on Bellator too if you want, obviously, because you live on Bellator. And the ship has to go through a maintenance cycle anyway to get it all fixed up because it's been a month or whatever. They like to keep them in tip top shape when they come back to, you know, drop stuff off. But yes, the Xenomorph drone and the Kurtz gets taken off and sent away into Bellator to be worked on. Yep. Um, and yeah, after that, you guys are called on up. Uh, Monica says goodbye because her ship gets fixed up as well after you pull the parts out. And she's like, yep, stay in touch. I, you can always uh, reach out to me at Nocturnus. Definitely. Sure. <clears throat> Solid contact on Nocturnus. Yeah, too. look at that. You built contacts around the whole... Yeah. All the sectors. Fives is on, what's this called? Yeah, he'll be on, um... Who Call. Who Call. Who Call 1. He'll be on Who Call, and yeah, he's with you, though, because you're driving him home. Yeah. <laughs> Your first mission is picking up Robot Wife. Oh, yes. Oh, Preview for next season. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? So yeah, it's you two and Fives in the background. It's like a secondary character looking through the window of the space dock. And what it, what does it look like? Does it look like the ship from FTL? Well, apparently that's what we wanted. The sure, it's the ship from FTL. So yeah, it is the um, what the fuck was that ship called? The Kestrel. Yeah. Yeah. The Kestrel. All right. So yeah, out the window. After after six high exciting episodes. Um, let me just. Anyway, there we go. We're back. Loser. Shut up. <laughs> anyway, we're back. And yeah, out in the Stardock in its own moorings and stuff, having me fully christened and painted and printed and stuff, is the Lunalorn. PRS Lunalorn. Yep. What does uh, PRS stand for? Pretoria Republic, Republic ship. Ships. Yeah. Probably N, PRN for Navy. Mm. Pretoria Republic Navy, PRN. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and for listeners, because obviously we're playing FTL music, it looks just like the Kestrel from FTL. Google that. Google it. Yeah, you guys own the ship. It has no debts or anything on it. It's built to specification. It has cargo space. It has weapons. Oh, it has weapons. It has a radical fucking thing to have on a spaceship. It's not covered in dead animal carcasses for armor. It doesn't have a gross name. That makes me hate it. The Lunalorm has bloomed. It is beautiful. So I think we should explain... The I'm not explaining the origin of the name Lunalorn. It's cruel. <laughs> so moving on. So moving on. Okay. <laughs> Maybe one day. Okay, the story. It's 
also just a nice name though, like yeah. Moonalorn. That sounds beautiful and romantic. The moon flower. Like, it sounds like it's like a longing after the moon kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, it's morning or whatever. Yeah. Morning. Anyway, all you know this is Moonalorn means like moon flower or some shit. Basically. It's a beautiful name for a beautiful ship. <sighs> I was going to name it the Blade Runner, but eh. Good enough. <laughs> what is this? The culture series? The ships had AIs in the culture and they're all named they all named themselves, so they'd be all like big baby or like uh, I wanna talk to you about have you have you heard the word of Jesus Christ? Is its name? Because it, it would knock at your door and blow it open because it was a giant capital ship. <laughs> they named themselves and they were they they had fun with it. <laughs> Cookie monster, that kind of thing. Cute. Yeah. So yeah, your ship is there, you guys go and board it, like, there's a little, you know, pod door connected to it. And yeah, it's all shiny and brand new, like the Han Solo trailer with the Seed of the Millennium Falcon, it's all new and stuff. We're home. <laughs> <laughs> you wanna do that? You guys walk in, you're like, Fi, or you're like, Gaius, we're home, and Fives makes the Wookiee sound. <laughs> Smash cut to credits. <laughs> After credits, uh, secret scene is Hickson obsessively checking everywhere on the ship for xenomorph eggs or anything of the sort. <laughs> Measuring the air ducts. Sealing the ones... Well, I can't seal the ones where we all agree that we can't. Your air ducts are man-sized, as all air ducts are. And we're gonna, like, screw them closed. They are screwed closed. Like, better. Well, yeah, you have to actually go, like, through the air duct system and screw it from your end, because the screws close from the inside of the grate, not the outside. <laughs> So pirates can't go into your room, open the vents, and smuggle on in. No, because vampires fucking designed the ship. That That's the only explanation for having screws on the inside. Oh my god. Well, if you're doing maintenance, you can unscrew it and like change the covers and stuff. But if you're a looter, you have to like pry it open and make it obvious you've broken in. So, you, you know, the crew will know someone's broken in. <sighs> the only way to open the vent from, you know, someone's room is to make it obvious that it's been broken, which is a great security feature. <laughs> we just put like you know tamper evidence seal on it or something like stickers no <laughs> nope no you have to get a crowbar and just fucking wrench it out and strip all the screws and break the mounting and stuff oh. eh I don't care I am the ship <laughs> <laughs> I had enough times past that you're able to take out your core and crack it in half and there's like a port for it Where, where's the port for your core? probably somewhere deep for it so like you know in case he is put in there and they don't look at some board, it's not that easy to find it. Just so it's like deep into the machinery in the engine yeah. room, basically? Yeah. We have like two parts. One for like, if he's like actively playing and one for the backup core that's somewhere deeper in. Basically, the second like an emergency socket? Like, if he dies while in his body, in his normal you core. You just plug it into a pedestal on the ship that's yeah. like hidden somewhere so people don't know that an AI's on board. Yeah. Which is probably for the best. Yeah. Like, you don't want an AI socket being obvious on your bridge. <laughs> yep. So, nicely hidden. Alright, yeah, that's fine. One and a backup one to actually hide your phylactery. Yeah. I mean, if you're clever about it, you can build, like, a mechanized, like, expert system that when it gets a signal from you, will, like, pull it out of you out of the ship and put you in a nearby drone body. Yeah, good. Spend some money on that next uh, season to be all like, oh, well, let's customize the ship now. Now that we, we have it, we can start to modify it for things that we need in practice. Yep. Okay. But yeah, you guys go to the bridge, we're home, Wookiee sounds, credits roll. 
Yep. So that was season uh, one of Black Star. Ooh. That was pretty fun, right? Yeah. Yeah. We needed that how many times? A oh couple. Every session. Wow, that, that got lethal fast. <laughs> Bellum, the first session, now. The only reason we didn't die is because we were so afraid to die. Like, if we had actually gone into combat, we would have died. Holy Christ, right? <laughs> We run into the bosses all the time rather than the mooks. Oh, the first session you guys attacked robot vikings. Yeah. <laughs> the second session you did Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> the third session, I want to say you dropped people off at a water planet? Yeah. Um, I think the third session was the least lethal. Let's see. And the fourth session you fought Jean Jacket people. No, no, the third session you got the flubber from the ship. It was the fish run, so there were the fish and fighting Tal Julius. Fourth one was the derelict, and fifth, fifth one was the Mount Sinai blowing us down. Yeah, yeah we almost died like every such. Every wow, game. this yeah. game is lethal. Yeah. So, uh, listeners, we've covered the basic mechanics for everything, I think, but ship combat. And even then, we got a little bit into it. Uh, and I'm pretty comfortable with the system. You know, I'd like to read more, learn more about it. But with season two, we're going to move into the more esoteric stuff, like faction turns and start Sons of Gold, like actual deal setup systems. Yep. Well, that's cool. Yeah, little things like that to kind of fluff out and make it a little more complex. Yeah. I'm waiting for this hex kit software to drop their uh, their their space hex tile stuff. And uh, just wait for that, because then we can actually turn the, uh, the hex map we have in sector fill-out numbers into like our own little map. I mean, the website is pretty good as it is. I like the website, but I also like just having my own map like that I made. It's, just, it's fun for me. But, uh, yeah, so that's what Season 2 is going to have. Uh, probably more like this, and the characters getting more competent, and doing the Far Trader runs, because that was easy mode. It was very <laughs> training wheelsy. Like, the deals were easy. There wasn't that much complication. You had so much money. <laughs> you had a lot of money, but it's good. Six sessions before you get your own ship is pretty good, considering the book recommends sometimes just to give it to you for free. Yeah. Like, you know, hey, if the pieces want a ship, make sure they get it. But we spent six sessions so we could learn the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that was that was important because yeah. yeah. I guess we'll also have to assemble a new team now, now that Fives goes to retirement. Yes, Fives will retire on Bellator session one. Season one will who oh, yeah, on Who Call, because episode one of season two will be like you saying goodbye to the last cast member as a special guest star before you <laughs> make it out on your own. The most beautiful man. <laughs> Pick up Robot Wife. That'd be amazing if you, you had Robot Wife built and skinned and like you end up like getting... That she becomes a... Well, you end up getting like like too, you know, cut off to go back there because you get busy and she ends up just being a crew member. Like, ah, we're not going to give them to her. <laughs> we'll go get another one built. Yeah, I'm thinking about getting some sort of VI as a crew member and maybe some some for the academy as well. That'd be a nice combo. Maybe. Grab another psyker. <laughs> yeah. Because we'll need someone to do the trading stuff. But hey, those cost points and some of those, you know, hicks on psychic powers. Well, if you're... No, no, no. no. no straight you up, guys I have like, to do the trading. No. Straight up. Um, Just for the stats. Yes? Doesn't really need any other psychic powers at this point. I mean, like I could use it. I think you want but... that 
Meta three, so I can be the psychic tutor. So I can. Oh yeah, I thought that, I forgot that it was at level yeah. three that I could do that. Right, right, right. Yeah. Now we'll figure it out. Basically, yeah, we'll figure out how it goes and so on and so on. Yeah. You definitely want to invest in trade on your own, though, so you guys can be responsible for the deals and stuff. I mean, because if they're making the rules, they're the ones making no, the deals, no. and they're the ones making mistakes. Sounds of goals kind of different. It's like you pull your stats in together, you work together, and there's only one role, and it's not even us making a skill check. It just happens. All right. We'll figure it out. All right. Yeah, that's kind of the, the, the goal for these characters is they like to be far traders, but they also like to do exploring. That's why you're such a good pilot and you're a, like an anthropologist basically mm -hmm. to go out and find new worlds. So now you guys can start leaving this little bit part of the sector you're in and start exploring new places. Yeah. I mean, there are a couple of places in the sector we can still check out. But everyone already knows about it and Nicole's big drive is to find places nobody knows about so more mm -hmm. people can know about it. Okay. Yeah. Well, definitely, we can figure something out. But yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be season two, uh, episode one. We'll be picking up the robot wife from Bell uh, from Who Call. But I think we're good for tonight. We started early-ish, and we're ending a little bit uh, earlier than usual. That's nice. So, oh, thank God, it's still recording. So, <laughs> the whole session gone. Oh no. Fuck such everything. a good session. It was pretty good, yeah. I liked it. So, I think we'll wrap up Season 1. I was Devin. Nicole. And Peter. And this is sponsored by Nobody. Black Star Season 1. Signing off.